listening to the Rational Rage Network. Hey, what's up, and welcome to the PWC. Uh, we're reviewing SmackDown tonight. <sighs> reviewing SmackDown tonight. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm Christopher Ams. That's uh, A-M-B-S, like bullshit in the morning. It's basically the thing you say to yourself every time your alarm clock goes off. Um, so an easy way to remember my name. Uh, Jimmy, tell me, how are things in Australia, mate? Actually, a lot cooler, Chris. Way cooler, man. From yesterday, from sweating my balls off to actually a bit of like, you know, just cool, man. I'm just cool. <laughs> it's not as hot this time, man. How about yourself, Chris? Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, you know, it's cold as shit in Canada. It's uh, we had minus 20 today, so that was, you know, lovely. Um, Jimmy. It looks like you were bit by a spider, but you couldn't possibly have been bit by a spider because all of the spiders in Australia will kill you. Is that the case? Well, if you, if you, I don't know if you can uh, see my eye, but uh, yeah, just right underneath my eye, man. I've got a massive bite of some sort. I woke up and, and then I saw that. I'm like, what the hell is that on my face? But uh, yeah, man, that's Australia for you. The land of bad reptiles and huge insects, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, well, tonight we have a very special guest um, from the DT and KC show, uh, currently host of the Castle Chronicles on Patreon, the fastest mouth in the East, New York's own Kevin Castle. Kevin, thanks for coming on with us tonight, man. Hey, what's up, Chris and Jimmy? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here, and I got uh, no bites on me right now. (laughs) 
Oh, no, thank God for that, right? I mean, is there even any... I mean, do you, do you guys even have any reptiles in New York City, Kev? Uh, yeah, they're called club owners. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's full of snakes, I, right? <laughs> I, I, worked for, I worked for a few of them when there was a club industry before COVID wiped <laughs> it out. But uh, no, we, no, we don't. I mean, we have, uh, we have large rats, actually. <laughs> so we have big rats. So that's, 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 that's what you got to worry about getting bit by a rat on the subway or something like that. Uh, but other than, other than that, no, just uh, not too many animals, just uh, dangerous people. <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> well, well, anyway, guys, after this weird sort of uh, smackdown tonight, I mean, Kev, what'd you actually think of it, man? Uh, I mean, I found it again, it was interesting. It was like the Kevin Owens beatdown show, you know, like beat Kevin Owens down and see if he can keep coming back. Uh, that was kind of the highlight for me. Uh, Reigns, I'm really enjoying. I mean, I was a Reigns fan. If you guys know about me, I was a staunch defender of his for years. And I had to, to fight my fandom of him every week <laughs> on my show. And now it's like everyone's feeling like, oh, you feel justified now because everybody's on the bandwagon of Reigns. I'm like, I knew that he was worth something. I just, my whole argument for him was that he had value, that it wasn't that he was not worth anything. And, oh, he's only in the because of whose family is. I thought that was nonsense. He looks like a star. He's got something. They had to tap into it. It's like a great ball player that comes from the minor leagues, and it takes a few years before he really gets his feet in the majors and really starts batting 300. Uh, you don't give up on certain people. And I, I thought that he was going to be something. And, it, 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 you know, a heel turn, yes, but also the kind of heel turn it had to be. It wasn't your normal heel turn. He's associated with Heyman, but if you think about it, Heyman doesn't do a lot of talking for him. Reigns is kind of talking for himself. Heyman's kind of just standing there holding the belt and saying, go get him. Uh, so you can't even say it's all Heyman. They tapped into what they needed to with this guy, and now he's the number one guy in wrestling, number one heel, and 50% of his haters are now his fans. So, you know, it comes around, and I just think it came from me just kind of knowing the wrestling business and knowing who's got value and who doesn't. If he didn't have value, I wouldn't have defended him so much if I really just thought he was another bodybuilder or pretty boy that had nothing. But if you're a real wrestling fan, you know, just like if you're a staunch baseball fan, you're like, no, this guy can play like this guy can go. Right. And if you believe in him, you stay a fan. You don't jump off just because people are bitching at you because you're defending him. It was a pain in the ass defending him all those years. But now it's like, nah, let people enjoy his heel turn. And then, you know, when he turns baby face again, they'll bitch again. So, yeah. I, you know, it'll be another, at least I get a year break. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> you know what? Before I pass it on to you, Chris, right? I just have to say, Kev, you brought up an interesting point how, uh, Heyman actually doesn't really talk much for him. No. And, and funny enough, I like how you brought up how, st how much of a staunch supporter you were of Reigns because for years you were the only one saying he was, he was, he, he's a big deal. He should be the, you know, the fans shouldn't be booing him out of the building all the time. You know what I mean? You stuck by him while you were copping a lot of shit for it. Mind oh, yeah, you. I took a lot of shit for it, yeah. So it must feel good to actually... <laughs> To feel like do you feel vindicated basically you know what i mean yeah a little bit i mean i feel vindicated only because like i said because people literally like get rid of him like get rid of him he's got something it's no you get rid of guys like brockus and and people like from the old days who were like <laughs> like the, the warlord you know what i mean and people really could he had something it wasn't just because he was rock's cousin i just thought that was ridiculous and not for nothing everybody is interrelated in wrestling or has a cousin right. who's this one or that one. That's ridiculous to, to go by that notion. Uh, again, you, you know, you want to sell tickets. You want to 
girls, kids, guys into him. He's got that cross-sectional appeal of little kids who look up to him, girls will like him. And then you got uh, the young teenage fans who think he's cool if he's got the right character. And uh, again, I'm just happy they tapped into it and that he can have some peace in the valley for as long as he has this run as a heel. But, and it's a shame that he's doing it in front of no crowds. That's what I hate. Oh, tell me that's, what, that's what sucks, you know? No doubt. Chris, any thoughts? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy Kevin just said exactly what I've been thinking this whole time was that it, it, it really comes down <laughs> cool. to the character that you have because, you know, like there was something to Steve Austin even when he was a Hollywood blonde, right? You could look at him and you knew yeah, that there was right. something there, but he wasn't, he wasn't what he was going to become yet because they weren't booking him like that. And when he got to the WWE and he was the ringmaster, you know, there were lots of people who were saying, man, this guy's no good. He's just some WCW bum. He's never going to go anywhere, but you could tell like, you know, like you said, Kevin, if you're a real fan of the, of, of, this industry if you're a real fan of the artwork that is professional wrestling now again i get a high-headed opinion of wrestling because i'm canadian and we all kind of think of it as you know <laughs> something important here but uh, you know sure. for me i'm with you man like you could definitely tell okay no this kid's got something they just need to stop having him say you know fucking suffering succotash and stuff like that in his goddamn <laughs> promos so i'm i'm happy to see it and like you i think like man this would be like this is good now it would be incredible in front of a, in front of an actual crowd yeah i mean that's that's the whole thing it's you know and and listen the crowds are coming back there's there's no doubt in my mind despite the doom and gloomers will come on TV and whatever. We're, we're going to the other side of this COVID thing. Vaccinations are in play. Things are going well. We're on course for a spring revival and, and reopenings with certain things. I think we're, we're going to be okay. And I think we're, we're looking at maybe not WrestleMania crowds, but I really, truly, I, I would even bet my career on that we will have a full arena SummerSlam. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Uh, so, you know, and that's a long time away, but it's at least we're, we're on the other side of this. So we're going to have Reigns and people like this and uh, Sasha Banks and then have these classic matches in front of crowds within months. We're, we're almost there. Just got to, you know, hold on. And listen, these guys aren't going anywhere. These wrestlers are contracted. Right. Reigns isn't going anywhere. Let's just knock on wood that all, they can all stay injury-free. The only thing that can fuck them up now is a long-term injury. That's yeah, well, no doubt. But you know what? You bring up an interesting point, Kev, because uh, you know I, I noticed, especially towards the end of SmackDown, uh, did you notice how they the WWE popped in the the booze at the end as he was walking? Oh out, yeah, right? yeah, I did. Know. Yeah, heavy booze too. You couldn't even hear the heavy, <laughs> heavy booze, right? And and my question is, right? Basically, do you think if we did have fans right now, do you think they would be doing the opposite just to be just to annoy Vince and actually cheer the guy? Well, I think you can't stop that. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the way it's going to go. I think they kind of knew that in a way. So that's why they're testing it out during these COVID no crowd times. Um, you know, cause you can see that you guys see the visual. You ever noticed the visual in the background when a heel is on people are doing right. thumbs down, like they're being, yeah. like they're being told, uh. Hey, put your thumbs down, put your <laughs> thumbs up. I, I have a feeling someone's telling them that on the screen, but um, I think it's a testing pattern. Now they're testing it out. And just like with Drew McIntyre, it's a testing pattern to see when they come back, there's probably no doubt in my mind, listen, if Reigns goes against Goldberg and they even have some fans, I believe there will be maybe a couple of thousand fans there for WrestleMania. And if it's Goldberg versus oh. Reigns, they're going to have to do some serious audio because Reigns <laughs> is going to get cheered and Goldberg is going to get booed out of the building. There's no it's doubt in my mind. that That's going to be a problem for them if they go with the Goldberg-Reigns thing. But Reigns will just 
you know, do something heinous, like he'll go after Reigns, uh, Goldberg's son or something to make oh, sure. Make, no, but you know, to make sure that he's he's the heel. Let's be clear, Reigns is a bad guy, and he's a good guy. That's what they're going to try to do. You know, one hundred percent, Kev. Actually, you called it. Actually, that's spot on. I, I guarantee you, that's what they're going to do, just so oh, they yeah. do get the booze. You know what I mean? Because I can just see the crowd, even if they weren't fans of Roman, just say right. Yeah. I could just see him doing it just on purpose, just to annoy. WWE, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, that's just the way it is with fans. And, and I hope you're right too, Kev, because I hope we do get back to a, to a pretty much full, full house by SummerSlam because after watching, especially WWE these days, right, I feel like they're on cruise control, man. I'm, and I mean, like, especially the wrestlers. I just feel like they're, they're just cruising, man. They're just, everything just seems at, at, a, at one pace. Am I wrong in saying that? They're barely working. I mean, you got to think about it exactly, this way. Exactly, yeah. They're only wrestling if they get TV time. Some of them are literally just hanging around backstage doing nothing. There's no, there's no road to go on. All the interviews they do are, are like this on Zoom. Sit out on your computer yeah. and get on your phone and go in the parking lot and do an interview. They don't have to travel or go anywhere other than go oh. home and come back. Right. That's all they have to do. Yeah, that's, and they'll that's, be loving it. Yeah, so I mean, everyone's got to get back in the swing of things. I hope a year doesn't like you know when it's all said and done. Let's be honest; this is going to be a year out of most of our lives out of the mix, and we have to get oh, back sure. to, to used to. Unless like there's the, I, I don't know anybody. I, I don't know Chris if you were for what you do for a job, but I don't know anybody who is like not affected at all by COVID, whether it was fiscally physically mentally uh, job wise personally so i think everybody's been affected everyone is gonna and as much as everyone looks forward to getting back to the swing of things i want to see if certain wrestlers are, are a little stagnant i mean i don't know they're saying they're going to eliminate house shows and stuff but i there'll be a lot more personal appearances people will be flying here and there so people are probably uh lackadaisical right now but within a few months i think they're gonna have to get their their uh faculties together and of course getting tv time now is the best thing you can do uh i wouldn't want to be off tv right now if i was a wrestler yeah. in, in the back because there's nothing else for them to really do yeah spot on chris what do you think yeah no um 100 um these guys they're used to working in front of a crowd that's what they do right and if you've ever if you've ever right. seen like uh stage actors um try to try to record television it's often quite difficult for yeah. them to get up you know and get in the mood get 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 that kind of those juices flowing because they're used to performing in front of a crowd and if you've ever seen you know live performances um you can tell that they feed off of what's happening do you know what i mean they can feed off of the fact that it's live and they have to react in a certain way because the crowd's going to react depending on you know if they screw up if they trip if they fall down you almost have to learn how to deal with those kinds of things when you're used to performing in front of an audience so right now like watching a lot of this stuff where there's no one in the audience it does remind me of kind of like watching somebody record a movie where there's no performance it's it comes off as kind of like oh like that was all right that was good enough whatever just just cut you know what i mean Whereas the live performance sure. aspect of professional wrestling, it pushes people to be better and they just don't have that push right now. Yeah, no, again, you, you would think that um, at, like anything else that you're good at, even like I'm 28 years, I book shows and concerts. Someone even said to me the other day, first show back, Kev, I'm sure you got it all planned out. What are you going to do? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I have no clue. Who would play? No idea. I have no <laughs> clue. I have, I'm not, I mean, and 
I've thought about it, but again, until I get back into the swing of things, I, I can't even, you know, I, I, until I know for certain, I can't even get myself into gear like that. You know what I yeah. mean? So even the wrestlers, I'm sure they're like, well, shows will be back soon. Cause people say crowd will be there for WrestleMania, but maybe not maybe SummerSlam, but definitely by survivor series. So they're like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of psych myself up to get ready, but until I get the word, we get the green light, so to speak, then I'm going to get back into uh, show more. I'm going to be tip top, you know what I mean? Because everyone, I think, is still a little lackadaisical now because of the uncertainty of when things go back to quote-unquote normal, I'm doing finger quotes. No doubt about it. And that's the thing, man. Like, I don't want to see another WrestleMania with no fans or oh, in the either. performance center. Yeah, like, it just it loses the whole mystique. It, it's just, I don't, I don't want to see that. And I, and I do hope we go back to, to, to fans, like, live, like a live crowd yeah. as soon as possible, man. I mean, look, the way this is going, I mean, it's, it's not really watchable, man. Like, I just, every time I try to watch you Raw every week and SmackDown, it's just, it drives me nuts. You know what I mean? And I don't want to feel that way. I, th- I think, um, again, it- I don't know if it magically gets better when there's crowds. I know as fans, we'll be more interested because we'll, we'll, even at home as viewers on watching on TV, watching from home, we feed off the energy of the fans, but I hope the fans have energy. I'm thinking the first few shows back, the crowd's hot, but do we go back to the same old shit <laughs> of, oh, of, of oh, no one getting, of everyone getting a Natty Neidhart reaction when they walk oh. out there? She, I, I always kind of pick on Natty a little bit because she doesn't get much reaction, but oh, she deserves it anyway, man. Like seriously. Sorry, Chris. I know in Canada she's probably like a big deal, right? Shaking or or is she? Maybe I'm. I'm even from... <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you now, Kev. He's a staunch. He's a staunch Hart family fan. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, that. I'm. I'm a huge Brett. Brett is one of my. Hey, uh, Brett and Undertaker, two of my favorites of all time. Brett and Undertaker. There you go. So. Yeah. Chris. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm with, I'm with you guys too on this. I mean, I think that, um, you know, the, the crowd coming back, they're going to be excited when they first get there. But I mean, if, you know, and, and they'll, the crowd will stay excited as long as the booking allows them to. And that's really like, honestly, that's a thing that I've been thinking about quite a bit lately. It's not that wrestling crowds want to boo or want to, cheer for cm punk i don't think that they do i think most people go to a show and they want to be entertained but if you just keep giving them suffering succotash promos and you know 14 minute tamina matches i think you're gonna get people just going hey, you know what cm punk cm punk cm punk because you know that's basically a crowd's way of saying hey you suck you're doing this wrong you know what chris oh sorry kev but Continue on, please. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Jim. I was going to say, do you think anybody will even chant CM Punk anymore? Seriously, I'm so over that guy. Nah, I don't think so. I think he's done. I think he's done. He's done, man. Like, I, I, just, I just think even after his MMA fights, he's, he's lost all his mystique, man. Yeah, I mean, there's no, you know what it is? He's the most, he's the only one that's kind of still out there uh, who's got that kind of notable notoriety that they can chant. I mean, what else could they chant? You know, I mean, who's uh, either a, a famous, most famous wrestlers are either deceased or right. no, nowhere near able to come back. So uh, who are they going to chant? You know, Hogan. I mean, there's nowhere to really <laughs> cheer, cheer, you know, when you think about it, it's like, who are they going to, that's the only name of a possibility of someone even young enough who can come back. But then again, 
you know, Sting just signed a three-year deal at 61 years old. So, right. uh, you know, and he, they're depending on him to be a ratings guy every week, uh, even just coming out and scaring people off with a bat. So I, I don't even know. I can't even say age is a factor anymore. So CM Punk has uh, another 20 years before he has to worry about, <laughs> worry about uh, being too old. 61, this is like, uh, I think even back in my day in 1980, if I saw a 50-year-old guy in the car, I'm like, wow, there's an old guy on the show. Uh, me too, man. I used to think that way too. I mean, geez. Yeah, right. Sting is great. I mean, I love Sting, and that's, you know, I made that even clear. You know, I tweet a lot of stuff and mostly for jokes, but people are like, God, oh, you hate something. I'm like, I don't hate Sting at all. I got <laughs> Sting pictures all over my house in my, in my room, my wrestling room, I call it. Uh, old pictures oh, of cool. Sting from the NWA that I've had since 1987, 88. So, I mean, I'm not, I just don't, I'm just a guy who's, I'm a middle aged guy. I'm 52, and I accept where I'm at in life at my age. Then in other words, if I was in ring active, I, my job would be now to hone the future, uh, help these guys craft their skills and, and step aside. I had my day. Now my time is either an agent, a manager, a trainer, or a guy who's a shot caller behind the scenes or in creative. That's what's right. the natural progression of things. You're not supposed to always, oh, leave on your terms. I, I don't know where everyone gets this stuff from. You know, you know what? Derek Jeter didn't leave off good enough with the Yankees for me. He should come back and have another five years. <laughs> You know, put him back oh, at shortstop at 45 years old. Put him back. Mike Piazza, oh, come back to the Mets. Oh, you, know, you need more home runs, Mike. I, you didn't have enough. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. And it's young people who spew this stuff out, like 20-some-year-olds. Yeah, it it's like right. they, they fear aging more than I do. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what is a 25-year-old so hung up about Chris Jericho being too old? Oh. I don't well, get that. When I was 25, I, I didn't be, I wasn't all hung up on how old my father was and if he was able right. to compete, compete in the military with young people. I mean, I, 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 didn't, I don't get that. And I argue mostly with millennials, young kids who are like, Jericho should be able to wrestle as long as he wants. I'm like, boy, you don't get it, man. You don't get no. it. You know? Dude, you're spot on. I mean, and by the way, your Twitter game is awesome, man. I mean, oh, thank you. people take you, people take you so far freaking seriously even when you're trolling and i can tell when you're trolling you know what oh, i mean yeah, yeah just you, for fun dude and you set off so many people and i'm glad you brought <laughs> yeah. up sting because I, I love the fact that you brought him up because i was actually going to bring him up mm -hmm. i mean look at this i mean you're right 61 years old don't get me wrong he's a legend he's an icon no doubt about it i'm a sting fan too heck i've even met him back in 2000 he's a great guy sure right but um I mean, but this, this just tells you what's wrong with today's product. I mean, AEW is bloody crapping on about 900,000, you know, in the ratings. I mean, even the fans, I, I don't know if, I don't know, Kev, if you ever uh, talk in the AEW um, pages on Facebook, in the groups there, do you ever see what people say there? No, I try to avoid them because there's no logic that I'm going to, I'm not going to get any. Bro. Every now and then you'll get like a reasonable fan. But all they wanted to no, it, none. It's, it's funny. You you uh, talk about the product and then they attack you personally. Oh, I don't yeah. I, I don't get that. You know, I'm like someone that told me I was old and out of it. I'm like, I'm the same age as Chris Jericho. I'm the same age as Chris <laughs> right. Jericho. Exactly. Sting is old enough to be my uncle. So it's like, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And I was like, you know, if I if I'm old, you all your heroes are older than me. So it's like so you, you don't even make sense of what you're even talking about. So no, the AEW, it is my, my brother Draper, who's you know, you guys know he's a personality right, right. podcasting too. And he said it's like a cult. I mean, it is almost like it a, is spot a, on. A, 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 a political cult 
Like, you know, you have these, these Trump tars and then you have these other people (laughs) who are way too into Biden, like who just can't see the middle of, of argument on both sides of the fence and call it down the middle. It's almost like they're picking sides. Like someone says, pick a team and, and you don't have to pick a team. You could be an individual and not be a fucking sheep. Dude, I'm glad you said that again because I hate to say this, right? And this doesn't go out to every AEW fan, right? No, no, it's not every one of them, you know. But they're the biggest bunch of, uh, <laughs> I hate to say this, but sort of dumb cunts, man. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, come on. I, 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 love going, I love going in those groups, right? And just looking at how stupid most of these fans are. And I just love playing dumb with them, you know what I mean? Just toying with them. Just because it just gets me laughing, right? And they yeah. don't have a freaking clue, man. I mean, they crap on about 900K of ratings week in, week out. Like, and that's what this business has come to. When we've got a time where we're all crapping on about, look at the ratings, 100,000 against friggin' 600, 700,000 week in, week out. When Roy and Nitro used to get combined close to 15 million a week. Yep. I mean, come on, man. Is that, is that what sort of standard we've got now? Is it that low where people think 900,000 a week on TNT, mind you, one of the biggest cable channels in America, right? Mm. And people are crapping on about 900,000 viewers week in, week out. Well, they're back, down to, they're back down to 800,000 now. Right, so exactly. <laughs> and and uh, they only beat uh, NXT by about 35,000, 36,000. <laughs> and, and I think NXT's boost was due to the main event with Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. And I think Cross, right. you know, Cross coming back, I think Cross is starting to really catch on. What a lot of people is, I got to watch this guy. I'm even noticing AEW fans like kind of, yeah, cross, man. I'm hearing this guy. I got to watch this guy. So I think, you know, he's getting that buzz. And over at AEW, they're trying to convince everyone that this Kenny Omega, Don Callis thing <laughs> is the best team up since Austin McMahon. And it's not, oh, even, in, it's not, it's not even in the stratosphere of Austin <laughs> McMahon. And Sting, again, Sting is not even – he just came out for five seconds with a bat and scared off Taz and five people. I watched that segment, and I'm like, so this big crew of guys is scared of a 61-year-old guy with a bat. <laughs> And so I could just, again, I don't get it. Fans go, that was awesome. I'm like, no, it really wasn't awesome. It wasn't awesome. I'll admit when something's awesome, I'll be the first guy to say that was awesome. For sure. You know what? We've got a thing, me and Chris, uh, every Wednesday night. We've got a show called the Wednesday Night Skirmish, right? Mm -hmm. Where we cover dynamite, right? And uh, it's a skirmish, not a war. (laughs) This ain't no fucking war. It's It's a damn skirmish. It reminds me of a bunch of little kids with sticks in their hands like hitting each other basically and, and screaming like, no, we're better. No, no, we're better. You know what I mean? I got to listen to the show. I got to listen to your Wednesday show from now on. I mean, I'm very Dude, you'll like I'm going I'm to listen like to it this weekend, actually. Our latest episode, Kev, I'll tell you now, you shouldn't be disappointed. I'm oh, but I'm gonna ch- I'll check it out tomorrow, actually. But it's, it's true. Like, uh, thank you for that. And, and, and that's awesome that, at the fact that you are. But, dude, it's, it's pathetic, man. You know Dude, didn't I, mean, I, Chris, didn't I say that me? exact thing though? Like, didn't I say that exact, exact thing when Sting exact came out? Thing. I was like, okay, so Powerhouse Hobbs is like a fucking beast. Look at this dude. He's a goddamn bull. And you're telling me that him yeah. and four of his buddies are scared of a 61 year old dude with a bat. Cause I'll tell you right now, man, like <laughs> when I was in my twenties, if there was me and four of my buddies and some asshole with a bat was talking shit, 
We'd have <laughs> fucked that dude up. Yeah. And I'm not even a tough guy. I'm just telling you, this is how fucking numbers work, people. Like, fuck. It's, it's true. And, and, and get this right, Kev. It's funny because um, we, we all saw Sting coming, right? But we expected him to appear basically at a, at a full gear, right? Yeah. We thought it, if he didn't come out there, then what was the whole point of that angle, right? And me and Chris have got a thing about Darby Allen. We call him <laughs> Meth Sting. Because, <laughs> meth, sting. Uh, meth Sting. Because, uh, I mean, look at the guy. I mean, how much does he weigh? 120 pounds? Uh, meth, meth Sting. I like that. Meth Sting. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, what is, he's, he's, you know, it's that regular guy look. And again, it's like what Kevin Owens is kind of, oh, he reminds me of my friend or my buddy who I go drinking with. That's right. all well and good, but I'm still in the mode that I don't want to see someone who looks like he works with me at the club. I want to see a, a guy who looks like when a guy walks into the club, go, that guy looks like somebody. Looks right. So like a football player, a wrestler. That's the way it used to be. Oh, why exactly. does the guy have to be all roided out? Who says he has to be roided out? You know, who, who says everybody has to look like Ultimate Warrior? But can you look like a superstar? Can you carry yourself like somebody? That's the whole point of entertainers is that right. they're different from you because they chose a profession where they are special. And if we're not making anybody special and anybody can do it, Darby Allen is smaller than my sound man at the club. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I, I wouldn't, yeah. I think he could take anybody and since wrestling is a work there's a suspension of disbelief right. like i do not believe darby allen can take it. and if sting puts him over in a program i'm gonna be like i, I give up hope with wrestling i really do because <laughs> so i say oh look ray mysterio jr ray mysterio jr at least has some size and muscle and mass exactly. to him. He's, a, he's a top heavy strong right. guy and and he has been wrestling since he's 16 years old he's mastered Thank the you. craft of wrestling darby allen is a, is a, a skateboarding stuntman in my opinion <laughs> And dude, I'm glad you brought up Rey Mysterio because you know what these idiot AEW Mark Tards say about, for example, Marco Stunt, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they'll bring up Marco Stunt, right? How he's supposed to be a big star apparently to these guys, right? And I just laugh. And, they, and then when you tell them that Marco Stunt is just a no, nothing, he's, he's nothing. He shouldn't even be, no offense to him, but he shouldn't even be in any major promotion in my opinion, right? And then they'll say, but look at Rey Mysterio. He's small. And then I just want to be like, seriously, really? Like, He's really? Cool. You're going to compare Rey Mysterio to fucking Marco Stunt? Rey is special and, and different exactly. and, and, and a different form of training and legacy and the luchador style and his, his history and his family's history can be traced back. It's not even in the same stratosphere. People make these comparisons that just don't make it's a ridiculous. lot of sense. And yeah, it's, and it's overwhelming because it's very sheep mentality. Like I said, it depending, is. depending on what chat you go to, you're almost going into like shark infested waters, literally. <laughs> Chris, what do you think, man? Yeah, no, I, like it, it's definitely three old school wrestling fans on this podcast because I mean all of us are thinking the same stuff as we're watching this, you know, this mm -hmm. product that comes up now. And it's like you know I was saying to, you know, we were saying last or on Wednesday there when we were recording that you know, for everything like for all the faults that you that you can point to with AEW and there's a ton like trust me like we spent we spent two hours sure. and like fifteen minutes on Wednesday just ripping half of that program um nice it's still at least you know the the thing that i that i the word that i always use with jimmy for what that show reminds me of is it's bipolar there's 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 some really good highs in that show where they'll have like a serena deep will come out and have a you know a, a 16 minute match against thunder rosa and you're left going 
God damn, that was awesome. Like that was really, really good. Like not just, not just, Oh, that was a pretty good TV match, but like, man, I love that match. I am now a fan of these two, of these two people. They did everything right. You know, Serena Deeb is crisp and she's clean and she, she wrestles in a way that makes you believe that she's, that she's really trying to win a competition, which is my baseline for what wrestling has to be. If it doesn't look like you're trying to win a competition, get the fuck off my TV. Um, but, you know, and, but then they'll have, you know, like Cody will be trying with all of his Ugh. fucking heart and soul to try to get someone <laughs> over in a match, but it's not the person he's in the ring with. It's not him. It's his fucking wife. And it's like, dude, it's not going to happen. She tried. You tried to get her in the ring. She can't wrestle. You tried to have her cut promos. She cut one good promo and everything else was crap. You tried to have her do all this other stuff. She can't do it. So now it's, well, we're get, we'll get her over because she's pregnant. Everyone loves a baby. And you're like, well, I guess, but maybe we should be spending a little more effort trying to get all these other guys over or give, give FTR an, an extra four minutes on TV instead of telling us Brandy's pregnant. Oh my God, she's pregnant. Like, I, you know, to me, it's, it's, but it's at least bipolar, right? Where they've got good things and bad things. And when I watch WWE TV, like everything is just so monotone that I I don't get up about almost anything. Like there are moments in this program with Roman Reigns where you're looking at him and you're like, this guy's a star. I like this moment. I'm interested. Right. But they last for so infrequent and it's like it's at the end of the show or it's at the beginning of the show and everything in the middle is live fucking Morgan and I'm just left going I don't give a shit. That's you know we were talking before I think we started taping recording that um, what was going on with Smackdown time we said Roman Reigns and Carmel and Sasha we can get more into that if you want. Uh, but you just mentioned Liv Morgan. I forgot. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a segment tonight. Went right over my head, and I saw it an hour ago. Uh, was And I like Ruby Ride. I like her. And I, Liv Morgan, I'm kind of not too big on. Um, and they were together. And, yeah, the Riot Squad was, was on tonight. And I saw them do this weird promo backstage where Liv Morgan was talking about, oh, I hope uh, Billy Kay, who's, uh, you know, Billy Kay yeah. is people watch. Uh, I hope uh, our partner's Beyonce or, like, she's trying to be funny. <laughs> And I'm just like, these segments are just, I don't know who's writing this stuff, whether it's Bruce Pritchard or whatever. They're it's just, definitely Bruce Pritchard. I'm telling oh, they're, you. They're cringy. They're cringy. Yeah. And Liv, Liv Morgan, you know, to me, I, I don't know. I get she's cute and she's nice. Everybody likes her. She's like the little sister of everybody in the locker room. Maybe that'll keep her in a job for another year or two. And I'm sure Ruby Riot's just like, thank God they put the Riot Squad back together. <laughs> I was going to get released. So, yeah. you know, and, and listen, maybe they'll get the tag belts. I like those two because they really generally seem to like each other and want to be together as tag team. And on the flip side, Billy Kay is lost without Peyton Royce. And it's almost like you could just smell the release coming up for some reason. Oh. <laughs> you can just like in the air, you sense like, oh, I smell wrestler release coming up, you know? It's, and I, I'm just saying even coming down, people are like, oh, the resume thing is pretty funny, Kev. I'm like, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's not funny. What's funny about the resume thing uh, it's not getting her over uh, you know uh, she's lost and when you they give when they give you tamina you know you're in trouble <laughs> i said it tonight in a tweet tamina looks like she's from a wrestling temp agency where the regular wrestlers couldn't come in and they called the temp agency and tamina came in on short notice and didn't even have anything to wear so she wore her street clothes into the ring so i'm a wrestling tent like a temp agency our, our secretary didn't come in today call some girl to answer the phone and tamina came in 
So, I mean, I've never seen anybody who has a gig like that in my life. And it can't be because of snooker. They didn't love snooker that much in the WWF. So, Tamina must be in good on her own. Has nothing to do with her dad. Because I told you before, everybody goes with this, oh, they're related to this one, that one. No. Just like Charlotte. They like Charlotte because they like Charlotte. They don't give a fuck about Ric Flair. You know, so don't kid yourself. These girls and whatever know how to play the political games and they keep themselves in good for a job. And hey, you know, do what you got to do. And my business too, in the club business, bands, they kiss the right ass, the promoters, they, they, everyone wheels and deals. And that's how you get a gig. It's the you know, way of life. And if anybody, young it's people don't want to hear it, young people don't want to hear that, but that's, it's still the way it goes. And uh, again, as soon as I see something like that, listen, you got filler, you got to fill time uh, like anything else. But right in the middle of the show to have Ruby Ryan Liv Morgan in a meaningless match with Billy Kay. And like I told you, until you just reminded me that they were on, I forgot about it and I saw it an hour ago. And, you know, and I don't have Alzheimer's and I don't smoke weed, so I have a pretty good memory. Kev, you know what? I'm glad you brought up Billy Kay because me being from Australia. Sure, yeah. I'll I'll tell you you guys something. She fucking sucks, man. Get the fuck (laughs) off my TV, There's no pride. There's no Australian pride there for Billy Kay. I'm of Greek heritage, Kev. (laughs) Compared to her, I'm Greek now. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, she's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I cringe when she talks like, come on, guys. What are we doing? You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I can't stand that full Ocker Australian accent, man. Like, she overdoes She's, it. Look, look, yeah, overdoes She well, intentionally overdoes it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, but no doubt. But seriously, she, she's talent. She's got no talent. I'm sorry if you're hearing me, Billy Kay. I'm sorry. Get the fuck off my TV, dude. <laughs> Get the fuck off. And, and I'm glad you brought up Tamina because oh, who God, the fuck Tamina. wrestles? With a leather jacket on. <laughs> I, I, again, I, it's almost like, again, like she, hey, call Tamina. Don't, don't even get dressed. Just come straight to the arena and go to the ring. But I'm, but I'm wearing my jacket. I just came from the, the mall. We'll just come to the <laughs> ring. You know, and, and it's funny. She comes uh, out like she just got the call. You know what I mean? And she keeps a job and she's 45 years old and, uh, you know, she's not even in wrestling condition, you know, and I'm not bagging not. on her for, for putting on weight, but she's not right. even kept herself up and I, I don't get it. And again, she must, they must like her. They don't well, keep people around that they don't like. Well, maybe, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but maybe she's, um, she might be doing something. You I don't even, I don't even, I don't even think that. <laughs> I, I just think. Again, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, fuck that. True. No, the, 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 the WWE. The WWE is a weird, it's, it's weird. They, it's weird. You know, like, look at the way they treated, they ostracized Macho Man for all those years. Oh, right? They didn't, shit, they, yeah, they didn't, they didn't, and Bruno Sammartino on Ultimate Bruno. Warrior. Three such important figures, and they let them, right. let them, kept them on the outside for years till Triple H mended fences with everybody, did the right thing. Exactly. Warrior and Bruno got a nice send off, and they both, of course, passed away a few years later. Uh, right. Macho Man, they're all gone now, but, uh, you know, they mended the fences, but, um, Vince gets mad or doesn't like somebody. He gets something and stuck in his craw and doesn't like you. But uh, it, when they like you, they like you and they keep you around right. and they'll keep you in the job. I mean, look at, you know, as much as people will say, oh, poor Zack Ryder, poor Kurt Hawkins. Oh, fuck. They, they, I hate Zack Ryder, man. Those dudes Jeez. kept a job for years. Their, their main thing was going out and buying toys. You know what woo, I mean? Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, listen, good gig if you can get it. I'll take, uh, you know, five grand a week to go toy shopping. You know, so I mean, 
because uh, and it's funny people they're keeping them down they're keeping them down oh, no they off. just Get they the are, fuck out of here. yeah they're not worth much and those guys believe me like what a fucking gig i got man i, I gotta I got wrestle once a week i'm making like five grand like i don't even gotta do anything so Dude. Uh, it's funny that people think that it's such a terrible thing no you know it's a terrible thing not working and having covid wipe out your industry if you have a job right, right you have a job right now in aw or WWE or Ring of Honor, you should hold on to it like grim death. Seriously. I about it. It's not, there's not a great time out there for anybody who's, yeah. you know, not everybody's Miro can walk into a place and demand 300 grand a year and get it based on you were a WWE superstar. Because that's the funny thing. If they weren't WWE superstars, they wouldn't be in AEW right now. And that includes Jack Swagger as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him, actually, for a minute. But, yeah, uh, is he still in AEW? I don't even know. Yeah, he is. I actually <laughs> forgot about him, funny enough. I don't think we even saw him on Dynamo, but... You he know, stands around in the sweater sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. well, that's what he's been doing. The, he, him and fucking Wardlow, they just stare at each other all the time, oh, right? Yeah. That's about yeah. it, seriously. And uh, you know what's funny? I'm glad you brought up the, the bridesmaid, Miroslav, right? Oh, God. Because, seriously, he's a fucking... Seriously. He was complaining about his shit in WWE, right? Was he not? <laughs> Before he left? Well, guess what? That cuckold fucking feud that he had with Lashley is, is so much better for him than what he's doing right now in AEW, man. I think so. I mean, uh, again, um, the grass is not always greener on the other side. I think it's, it's, a, it's a thing of, oh, I want more opportunities. It's about money. It's about, uh, it's about ego. It's about everything. But again, I just don't think anybody... When, when fans are encouraging people, oh, quit WWE, leave it. I'm like, do you know what the climate is right now? And even, like I said, even if we're getting on the other side of COVID, you know, months down the road, there's still, there's a lot of companies don't have money to burn. WWE does have right. money. AEW's got money too, but the cons aren't making much money on their football team or their soccer teams. They're, oh, no, their no soccer one's team really, shit as well. Yeah, no yeah. one's doing anything. So again, um, they they got money, but they don't have money because they're stupid. They, you know, smart investments are smart investments, and just like an impact back in the day on our old yeah. on the old show DTKC, we used to fight yeah. with impact fans saying Panda Energy doesn't care. I was like, they don't care about losing money. What school did you? What oh, have, who, who taught you economics? Like <laughs> exactly, what, I have never seen a CEO go. We lost ninety million last year, but you know what? We had a good time. We had a good time. <laughs> so I, I, I don't. I, I, it scares me that people have that mentality. It really scares Dude, me. It's 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 bizarre land now, man. I'm telling you, I don't it know where we live. It is. It really is. Like I said, we we all everybody's frigging screaming and cheering over nine hundred k fucking ratings, dude. I mean, eight eight hundred and five thousand. Oh yes, eight hundred. That's right. There you go. And, I mean, that's, that's the world we live in right now. I mean, Chris, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty pathetic when you look at it. Um, uh, you know, the, the numbers do pretty much speak for themselves, you know. Like, and that's like, uh, Kevin, that's sort of like the, the PWC, like the, our, our whole, like, um, what we are as a podcast to sort of, you know, stand out from other podcasts because there's so many, you know, wrestling sure. podcasts and everything. But like, oh, yeah. God, you know, yes. what I what I said to Jimmy was, okay, well, because he, he basically just, he, you know, him and I are buddies and he texted me out of the blue and was like, hey, man, would you want to maybe do a podcast with me? And I was like, all right, but listen, this is what it's going to be. Like, basically, right. for me, on my angle, I am the lapsed fan. When, when people in wrestling talk about the lapsed fan, that's me. I, I don't have the, I don't have the network. I I've never watched Japan. Oh, I've, wow. I, I'm not that guy. I was a huge fan 
20 years ago. I, you know, when I was in, when I was in high school when I was in, you know, you know, uh, junior high, I used to walk around and I would literally piss everybody off because I would be talking like the rock. I'd be asking people questions and then interrupting with, with it doesn't matter. Oh, nice. Just like I was that big of a fan, right? Oh, but I, I ducked out and I've nice. been out for 20 years, you know, for the better part of 20 years. And so, you know, you get this, you get this sort of attitude amongst wrestling fans of like, if you don't agree with me, then you're just a mark. And I'm like, well, like, <laughs> that's first of all that's such a that's such a stupid thing to say about people because i mean if you're a fan of something you should be allowed to criticize it right i loved game of thrones and you know what they fucked up the ending to game of thrones and i'm totally fine saying i love that show i love george rr R. martin i hate the way that that fucking show ended it was garbage and if people tell me well you're not allowed <laughs> to say that you have to be a fan i'm like no fuck off i can i can have more than one fucking thought in my mm -hmm. head you know i can i can look at a thing and say i like this and i don't like that and it's like you know jimmy and i have talked about how you know we we catch shit and people go well you've never been a wrestler and why should anybody listen to you and blah 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 and i'm like motherfucker oh, if you're if you're booking wrestling you better be fucking listening to me i am exactly the guy who you need to be trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to get to watch wrestling and if you can't you know if you can't figure out how to get me to watch it again then good luck with your 805 fucking thousand people well, that's the whole thing too. AEW hasn't grown their fan base, and people say, "Well, they're only kept, they're only around for a year and two months." I'm like, I, under I understand that, but they they're not growing their fan base. Uh, they'll say when they even go to they even get to nine hundred thousand, they subtract that a hundred thousand the following week. They might even subtract another hundred thousand next week, and I'll even make a bet right now. You guys can remember me saying this, and yes, right. it's Christmas pre-recorded. I got that. But the next two weeks are going to be the raise are going to be maybe 600, 700,000, <laughs> maybe you're lucky. And I don't even think they bounce back really nicely in the beginning of January. I think they hover around seven, 800,000. And again, they're not growing anything. Um, and, and I don't see it growing because when I'm looking at who they're pushing, Kenny Omega is never going to be a household name ever. It's not going to happen. You know, he's this frumpy mop top guy with uh, like a, a fucking like a, a Alice in Wonderland cat face. And, and, you know, he's not a particularly handsome guy. He's not a masculine guy that I don't know any girls who ever told me Kenny Omega is hot. I've never heard that out of a girl's mouth. And I know a lot of women who watch wrestling and most of my half my friends are female wrestling fans. And I've never heard one girl say he's hot. They've said that about Roman Reigns. They've said that about Karrion Cross. They've said that about Drew McIntyre. But I've never heard them say it. So right there, the female contingency of fans don't care. Little kids, never saw a little kid. Show me a 10 or 12-year-old who has Kenny Omega posters all over his wall in his room. I bet you he has Roman Reigns posters. I bet you he has posters of Rey Mysterio. I guarantee you, Kenny, I want to see the kid who has his room decked out in Kenny Omega wall posters. <laughs> Show me it. He doesn't appeal. So again, that it factor. Kids got to like you. Women want to be with you. Men think you're cool. He doesn't have any of those factors. He's good in the ring. So what? We're good in the ring. There's a lot of people who are good in the ring. You know what I mean? What does that even mean? And Don Callis is a poor man's Paul Heyman. Yeah, I'll definitely a poor man's Paul poor Heyman. Poor man's Paul Heyman. Callis never had any success in the business as a wrestler. Uh, you know, he's now this impact. He was in WWE for a couple cups of coffee. Couldn't get over. I mean, just so, I mean, Heyman has a, so, a history of getting over in every territory he went to as a mouthpiece. So now Don Callis is one of the best promos in wrestling. <laughs> but how come he wasn't successful then for all the years i've been watching him where, where, where is he successful and by the way when impact wrestling comes to new york chris and jimmy 
they drew 197 people at a, <laughs> at a club that held about 750. All right. You know why? Because I've done shows in that club that they were in in, in Queens. And I did local shows with local bands that outdrew Impact. And guess who was on top? Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan in the main event. <laughs> 190-something people on a Saturday night in New York. Garbage. Pardon for what I'm about to say, but is that retarded or what? Crazy. I mean, crazy. I'm saying, wow, my, there's two local bands from the area. I drew Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Gallagher. So, I mean, so I don't know even what benefits AEW teaming up with Impact. No, it, it does not benefit him at all, actually, at all. The only thing that it might benefit, benefit him, right, is maybe the tag division, maybe. Right, and definitely the women's division needs a bit of an influx, you know what I mean? Well, you hey, know what Chris. they can do? They can raid their talent. If they're not on the solid contracts, with, uh, they could double-cross Callus and Impact and steal their talent. They can absolutely do that. And what are they going to do about it? What's Impact going to do about it? If Tony right. Khan's like, you know what, get, see if you could get uh, Perrazzo and get somebody, see if they're happy there, get them to come over here. I mean, I, I think those talent, they even teaming up with Billy Corgan and Thunder Rosa and stuff, the end game for AEW is testing the waters to see who in the NWA and who in – uh, impact is worth stealing down the road. That's really right. what this is. Right. That's really what the Good Brothers. Maybe we'll take them. You know, what are they going to do? What's, what's Impact going to do? You know, what I mean, what are they going to do? Take us to court. Right. Tony Khan can hold them up in court for five years. <laughs> exactly. And you know what's even funnier, man, to me? Like, we, I'm glad you brought up Don Callis because wasn't he playing Paul Heyman when he was Cyrus the Virus in ECW? He was pretty much like playing off. Paul Heyman, right? He was. And again, when I see people saying, oh, this is going to be great. Kenny's going to invade, invade impact, invade. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. There's no fans even in the fucking crowd. And by the way, even if there was no COVID, there'd be the same amount of fans there that there are now. So uh, again, I, that, and listen, I believe it. It sounds like I hate impact and I don't. I actually, no, I, I, I actually, stand I, impact, I, dude. So. I like some wrestlers that are there. Like I was a big Rosemary fan, but she's, yeah, I, she got injured. She, she put on some weight. She doesn't look the same anymore. I, I feel she's missed her window to go to bigger things <laughs> in the bigger time. I like Sue Young. I think she's pretty good. Uh, but I'm not impressed that their champion is Rich Swan, who was a oh. low, lower mid-card jobber in WWE <laughs> two years ago. So, again, if that's your world champion, that's the dream match, Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan. Wow, I thought, I thought I was seeing something special years ago in <laughs> 1988 when Jerry Lawler fought Kerry Von Erich. In a, you know, I, I, I didn't right. know Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega was on that level 30 years later. So, uh, again, if this is what <laughs> wrestling fans settle for, and they wow. want to tell like the old, you know, the old fans, almost like you just said, Chris, the kind of fan that you are, um, you know, that, oh, yeah, it's irrelevant. What you say is relevant. It's very relevant because it's if had the product kept up and been good and been the quality, you probably would have never left as a fan. Right, Chris? Oh, never. Absolutely never. I mean, like I said, like, I'm a well, what made, kid, what, right? made you, what made you, what made you stop though, Chris? I mean, like, do you know, even know the pinpoint you said about 20 years, but has it been 17, 16 years? Has it really been like since 2000 or did you see John, the rise of John Cena in 2003, like during uh ruthless aggression era? Did you see any of that period? I completely missed it. Basically I ducked out after the WWE completely fumbled on the invasion. Um, I, I wasn't. Uh, so that was like, like 2000, 2000, 2001. 2001. Yeah, it was 2001, 2002. Basically, um, 
I, I was a huge fan growing up. Right. And, um, I like, I, when I was, when I was younger, like I, I, you know, now I'm six, one, I'm like 230 pounds. But when I was younger, I was the shortest, skinniest kid in class. You know, my name's Chris and I'm from Canada. So I loved WCW because there was two short, angry Chris's from Canada in that, in that company. Um, you know, they had Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit, who I, who I loved. And obviously being, you know, being from Canada, you know, be a, a huge Bret Hart fan. And, um, you know, everything that basically happened with Bret and WCW kind of broke my heart. Um, and I was a little bit miffed about it. And then, you know, you know, when the, when the radicals came over to the WWE and they started pushing Benoit a little bit, I thought, okay, like I, I can get into this and I like it. And then, you know, um, but I stayed a fan of WCW. And so when it went, when it went out of business and the WWE took over it, they just, I can't like from a WCW fan perspective, I can't even tell you how much they dropped the ball um, with what they had, with what they could have done there. And um, it just broke me. And I think, I think it was just shortly after they sort of finished that off. I think, you know, Stephanie McMahon was, was introduced as the owner of ECW. And I think that might've been the day where I was just like, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And um, that, that coincided also with like my grandpa, who's from, from Ireland. He basically, I, I would have been about uh, 14 at the time. And my grandpa basically said to me, Hey, like, I want to start training you in boxing. And I started really focusing on that kind of thing. And I just, I have not been able to get back into to wrestling because so much of it just looks so bad from the perspective of somebody who's actually done combat sports, you know, you know, trading punches and boo, yay, boo, yay, boo, yay. I hate that shit. To me, it's like, this is dumb. This doesn't look real. Yeah. So like, like I was saying before, for me, when I'm watching pro wrestling, there's a baseline, something that it absolutely has to be. And if it's not this, I don't want it. It has to look like the two people in the ring are trying to compete and win a match. And that's, you know, you, you can still get that right. sometimes. Like I said, specifically like Serena Deeb, Thunder Rosa, they're doing great stuff over there in, in AEW. There's some, there's some people in different companies too who still make it look like they're competing. But so much of, especially sure. today's wrestling is, you know, it's like, uh, and now, and now watch the pirouette. And now watch the, you know, we're going to do the thing where we, we do the pretend wrestling and then, you know, we're going to both come out of it and nobody did anything and we're going to stare at each other and the crowd's going to go, yay, good job. Or yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to take out all of the fucking furniture and break all of it. And then the crowd's going to start yelling. This is awesome. I, to me, it's, you know, it's, it's hard to get back into. I've been at this now for a couple of months with Jimmy and there's moments where I'm like, okay, that's what I remember. This, this is what I used to love watching. You know, I used to love watching people, you know, perform a German suplex with a real tight bridge, not to make it look nice, mm -hmm. but to make it look like they're trying to pin the other person's shoulders to the mat for three seconds. Um, you know, and yeah. I, I missed it and I'm happy I'm back at it. But at the same time, you know, watching, watching wrestling nowadays is, it's hard. It's hard as a person who is, who, who was out of it for 20 years. Well, is it hard to familiarize yourself with, with all the, 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 the main players and 
who the top people are, who's the, getting the push it, who's the kind of the filler, who the mid carters are and stuff? Did you kind of have to get a crash course in that from, from Jim or did you just go and go on a watching binge on all the shows and familiarize yourself as best you can before you started talking about it on a podcast? Well, so for me, basically, like, uh, I love – this is the thing, right? I love good professional wrestling. So, like, I still have my old DVDs. Like, I, I still have, like, my old, like, Bret Hart DVDs that I watch. Oh, yeah, me too. Semi-regularly. Yeah. You know, I still watch it. I, I love that I – love, I love really good wrestling. And so, you know, I do still, like uh, – like, I don't really watch the product anymore, but I do still buy the video games right? So that I can recreate oh, cool. my own stuff. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can, you know, recreate matches that I like, or I can try to almost like in my own head, like I, like, I, and I know people will say, Mark, 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 but like, I literally haven't watched wrestling in 20 mm. years, but I do still think creatively in terms of professional wrestling. Right. And so I've always been able to yeah. see like, Oh, this guy's got a 93 rating. They must be pushing this Roman Reigns guy. And then I might see something, you know, where, you know, you'll see something on Facebook or whatever, where somebody who's a friend of mine, because I have friends who are in the, who are into wrestling and stuff like that. They'll be sharing a video and I'll look at it and I'll go, Oh yeah, that's kind of cool. And uh, you know, over the last like six months or so, I've started listening to more and more podcasts too, just because like I, I, I run equipment, I run heavy equipment for a living. And so I'm in the equipment all day, kind of just like my head isn't really doing anything. I'm just digging a hole or loading a, you know, a truck or whatever. So I keep podcasts playing constantly. Yeah. So I'm able to sort of follow, follow along through that. But so it's not like I, it's not like I'm unfamiliar with who's wrestling. It's just, there are certain people who, like you said, you look at them and you go, yeah, this guy's got star potential. Like you said, you saw with Roman Reigns. I did too, uh, watching him when they first sort of came in with the shield. I was like, Oh man, like this guy's got, you know, I think the word is charisma, no matter what he's doing, you want to watch him do it. Um, and yeah, you know, to me, Indeed. another person who's like that, who I really hope the WWE don't screw up because they have a tendency of screwing people up. I, I think that killer cross is a million bucks. That guy is going to be huge. If oh, WWE oh, yeah. stay out of his damn way. And Kev, you're good friends, or like you're friends with him pretty much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, and the thing is like, like what Chris said, I've been a fan for like 36, 36 years plus. I mean, I haven't been a lapsed fan for as long as Chris has. I mean, there was times where, where I stopped watching for a few months, say here and there, like over the years. And, oh, God damn it, there goes my phone. Anyway, yeah, I'll, like I've been a lapsed fan here and there. But especially in 2020, I mean, it's it's difficult to actually, you know, pay attention to today's crap. But but the thing is, man, today's, other than Roman Reigns, let's be honest, right? Roman Reigns is really the only one in all of professional wrestling that looks legitly like a star, like that could have mm. that it factor, right? Everyone else, I mean... Look, I won't lie. I'm a Kenny fan, right, Kev? Right? Don't kill me for that one. Right? No, 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 no. Say, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you're entitled to, like it, whatever you like. Yeah, yeah. And I can understand why everybody don't get it because right now the Kenny that you see is pretty cheesy. Let's be real, right? Yeah. He's he's pretty cheesy. The way he talks is fucking dumb, right? But in ring, I love. I enjoy watching him in the ring, no matter what, right? Yeah, he's me, good. Oh, he's, he's good in yeah. ring. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Right, but, but like I was saying, other than Roman Reigns. 
who, who do we really have that, that you could say that you can even compare remotely to someone? And I'm not even comparing Roman Reigns to The Rock because let's be honest, he's not there yet, right? No. But is there anyone remotely close to Roman Reigns in terms of looks, it factor, just anything? Well, kind of what Chris said, and, and, and maybe I'm a little biased, but I'm being honest, and, and I always talk about this with my brother. It's like, uh, it's, it, I, everyone's, you know, oh, that's your friend. You're going to defend him. But I don't have to defend Cross oh, much Cross, because man. he's got it. Look at the man. Look at, look at the skills. Look at his promos. Look at his promos before he was in WWE. Look at his face. Look at his build. Look at his moveset. Look at his uh, Saito Doomsday fucking back suplexes. He's precision. He's good at his craft. He looks good. He's got the it factor, the three, exactly. the three intangibles. My nephew is already a big fan who's 12 years old and wants awesome. to get carrying cross posters where he can get them and bought the shirt online. Not because his uncle Kevin told him to do it because yeah. he saw him and said, I like, he's cool. I like this guy. I go, okay, he's a 12 year old who's in the seventh grade. He's cool. Yeah. My friends think he's cool. Okay. I would think he was cool too. If I was 12. You know what I mean? That's the whole thing. Then, like I said, the girl I'm currently seeing is like, oh, he's really handsome. I was like, you think so? Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, there's a woman's perspective. He's a good-looking guy. Then other people, older guys, what do you think across? Oh, he's badass, bro. He's badass. Okay, there you go. There you got the three spectrum of fans. The women like him. The kids like him. The guys think he's cool. Because he's not a, a douchey-looking guy, like, threatening, oh, like, nice. this stinky girl. You're like, I'd like to be friends with this guy. So, and, 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 he's cool and, he's got, and he's a cool guy. Too, and he's very, very in touch with the fans. He's still on very, that level. Very, You'll very even damn. see him chime in on certain things where I'm sure the WWE's not big on him doing that. Uh, on social media because now they've you know he's still got control of his twitter account but they right. took over the cameo and stuff but he's very he's very grassroots he knows where he came from and he's a guy who's listening to podcasts even before he got into the business that's, so that's why right. he's grateful that people put him over and you forget about who who's at his at his right side is scarlet exactly. who is going to be a star in her own right so i haven't seen a couple with this much but people will say macho man elizabeth i'll go no better because elizabeth couldn't talk she was just there macho man's wife or whatever she wasn't a wrestler so you got something even better in scarlet because she could talk she's a wrestler she has charisma i think you got a great package there and there hasn't been anything like this in quite a while so i think if this guy is the future now cross is 34 years old uh so the, the he's and he just got injured but he's feeling good he says he's good so right they're gonna put the yeah, triple h and stephanie are huge fans of him and scarlet so i think he is the future chris of uh i'm glad that you recognize that too seeing him that uh cross is somebody you having that eye as a fan and being such an astute fan from back in the day this guy's got stopped that's i'm glad you didn't have to be even told you just said that you know and and that's why me being friends with the dude i don't feel like oh, i gotta overly defend this guy you know uh, people are saying, you know, well, you know, if he gets injured again, well, anybody can get injured again. If he stays injury free and they push him the right way, I'm thinking he can even win. And I don't have any intel, by the way. I'm just speaking as a fan. I think he can win the Royal Rumble. You know what I'm saying? I think he can win this year's Royal Rumble in January. Uh, that's just my opinion. He didn't tell me. I don't know any intel. But uh, and I think, uh, again, I could see him going against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. That's just my thought process. 
Uh, and because I don't know when you don't pull the trigger on something like that because of his age and the fact he's just coming off an injury, they might have to really fast track him a little bit instead of waiting two, three years when he's 36, 37 years old. Right, right. And, and, the, and, the, and the, but you could see it now. And, and again, even the ratings going up, you could give a little bit of credit to Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley, but I think you could also give it to the fact that Cross was returning to the ring. They were up 75,000 people from last week. Did Cross right. help with that? I personally think he did. You know of what I mean? Course. So that's a good, you know, now anybody else besides him, Jim or Chris, that you could say, now I'm looking at the grand scape of uh, landscape of AEW and WWE. I thought Luchasaurus could be something in AEW, but now I don't think that as much anymore. I think he's just another guy on the card in AEW. They everyone likes this um, Orange Cassidy guy, but I no, can't get please. it. I can't get another regular guy, five foot nine, oh. hundred and sixty pounds. I, I I don't want to see my mailman as the world champion. You know what I mean? So it's like. I, 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 again, where's this Luchasaurus? At least I like the gimmick, big, huge guy, all tattooed up, badass mask. But he's just another dude on the card. Jungle dude. Boy looks like he could be something. Jungle Boy reminds me a little bit of Brian Pillman, and they got Pillman's kid now too. Brian Pillman Jr.'s there. Yep. Um, he could be something. I don't think he's ever going to be his dad. I mean, Chris, you no remember, way. Chris, you remember, of course, Brian Pillman. Uh, if you were a fan twenty years ago, you, you know his son now is looks just like him, but I don't think he's got his dad's charisma. I, I don't see no, anybody yeah. in AEW. I mean, I'd love to, and not because I'm an AEW hater, I'd love to point out somebody who's got it in AEW. Ah, I just, I, um, Hangman Page, maybe? Maybe Hangman definitely, Page. Definitely Hangman. Yeah, maybe yeah, Hangman. The most potential. Do, do you have any thoughts about MJF? And that's the thing, I'm glad you brought up Hangman because, well. Uh, I, I don't, MJF, the, the only thing I know about him is uh, I had heard of him years ago because he's the nephew of Rob Feinstein, who runs RF Video, what? where I used to get my... No way. He's he really? From. Yeah, he's the nephew of Rob Feinstein. <laughs> Actually, if, if, you, if, you, if, you, that. if you look at him and look at Rob's face, they look alike. You know it, what? Rob's, right. Rob's sister is MJF's mother. What? So, yeah, they're, they're, it's his uncle. Rob is his wow. uncle. Wow. How yeah. did I not know that from RF yeah. fucking video? Yep. Rob from RF video is MJF's <laughs> uncle. Now, they de- now listen, they downplay that. Because oh, well, I've you, never you, heard that. I never knew that. So you guys, me. yeah, you guys might know Rob Feinstein has been accused yeah. of the, the yeah, 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 me, the, the Me Too the, thing with, with, right. with, but with boys, with kids. Yeah, uh, which yeah is, and he got caught on camera, didn't he? He got caught on camera years ago, right. so MJF does not play it up that Rob is his uncle. Uh. But he cool. is, he is, that is his uncle, indeed his wow. uncle. So, I might ignore um, that too, but I'll, yeah, tell you, I'll tell you, Kevin, if you're looking at AEW yeah. and trying to see who there could be a star in the future, I know MJF is a little bit on the small mm-hmm. side. And, uh, you know, again, we're all old mm-hmm. school guys. So we all kind of have that, you know, twitchy nature with guys who are really, you know, not large, but you got to listen to the kid cut promos. He, he, he just has something. Oh, no, naturally. I do. He's good. He's good. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I heard him cut promos. He, he's good. Um, again, I got uh, he's okay in the ring. He's uh, again, he's a little small. Pa- Hangman Page is not that much bigger, maybe two, three inches in height, bigger, maybe 20 pounds heavier. Uh, Hangman Page to me could maybe be a guy like a um, I'm trying to think like uh, he reminds me a little bit of Dolph Ziggler, Mr. Perfect, a little bit, but. Um, I'm not sure what his gimmick is. A cowboy gimmick in modern day. Lose the cowboy. Lose the cowboy Actually, thing. I'm glad you brought that up because right now you've heard of the Dark Order, right, Kev? 
Yeah, I can I turn the channel when I see that. I just think it's low rent yeah. shit like uh, the the Dungeon of Doom from Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, it's stuff. exactly what Jeff said. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff Lipman. <laughs> I, I said I said that the Dark Order make the Dungeon of Doom look like the NWO, bro. Seriously. Yeah, I, I there's there's so many guys in Dungeon Dark Order. I look at them, and I the only one I really notice is the hot girl Anna J. That's the only one I really. Notice. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's she's good looking, and I'm a heterosexual male. So I, know, <laughs> I, I I know that's how dare in fact, you. Someone even said to me, uh, uh, someone how wrote to, wrote you, wrote yeah. wrote to me and goes, I can't. What's one good thing you could say about AEW? I says, as a male, I like looking at Anna J, Penelope Ford, and Thunder Rosa. And they're oh, like, Thunder Rose is all, yeah. and someone says, you can't, I'm like, I can't say it. I just did. So it's like, and what can I say that I'm a You can guy say whatever you want, Kev. Say it, mate. It's no, but, but I don't even think, and I know, I, I know Thunder Rose a little bit. We're not buddies or anything, but I know her a little bit. She follows me on Twitter. I follow her and I've had interactions with her before. And she's very nice. She's very fan friendly too. That's why I think she's really getting over. She knows how to play the game. And she does it genuine. She generally likes her fans. And right. I think she's going to be a big deal. Um, I but I, but I think that she wouldn't be offended if guys thought she was attractive with Penelope Ford thought, Oh, guys think I'm hot. So they're going to watch a show. Okay. Whatever gets you to watch a show. I don't care. I don't think anybody's going to be like, but what about my wrestling skills? Well, yeah, I like your <laughs> wrestling skills too, but it also, if you're attractive and that makes just like a girl. Now, listen, you think uh, again, I, I have a lot of female friends who are wrestling fans. They watch Otis and they don't go, yeah, I like watching Otis because he's hot. <laughs> he's, he's, oh, he's so hot. I'm like, I, I, but, they'll, but they'll say that about Drew McIntyre. And I'm sure Drew's wife will even go, oh, yeah. yeah, I think so too. That's why I married him. So, I mean, the, the well, women, <laughs> I don't, again, young people confusing me that it's not, it's never going to go out of style and attraction, guys to girls, girls to guys, or even girls to girls and guys to guys. It's, it's human nature. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's bad if you go, oh, that's a hot bitch or something like that. You disrespect <laughs> her like that. But you say, well, that's a really good looking woman. There's nothing wrong right. with saying that. It's, no, it's no, stupid. No I, I don't get that. You can't say that. I'm like, why can't you say that? You know, there's nothing exactly. offensive about saying someone's attractive. That's weird. Right. That's really weird. But that's that that's today's world, unfortunately, Kev. And I'm glad. You, ridiculous. And I'm glad you brought up Hangman Page. And, and you said before how, um, what is he? Well, right now. He's in the dark order sort of thing. He's not there officially, but we went from him being hot to becoming cowboy shit and he starts getting hot again to just dark order crap, bro. So AEW, yeah, I don't, I don't even think they realize what type of talent they've got with him. And I forgot about Karrion Cross, even though Chris was bringing him up before. And yeah, Karrion Cross is the only one that looks the part. And plus, if you watch his interviews, dude, he's so calculated. I dare say that he could become potentially a big movie star in the future, man. Oh, like I think the Rock. so. I think Rock -esque. so. Yeah, I think so. I think he will be a movie star. And I think uh, Scarlett can maybe become a star too in that aspect. It's, I, I think if you're not paying attention to what's going on with those two, you're blind or just you just don't get it. I look at wrestling sometimes as almost like a casting director. And not because right. of someone who just looks good, but who has all the intangibles. I... Two people today celebrated a birthday who have all the it factors. Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin Cold, yeah. and uh, the fellow Canadian, Chris, Trish Stratus. Yeah. Um, she had a birthday today. And I said in, in a post, you know, just kind of putting them over, saying to Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus came in as eye candy and left as an in-ring icon. 
And and someone says, oh, that was kind of a great analogy. And I said, well, it's true. She she came in walking down to Test and Albert, you know, you know, DNA. short shorts, cowboy hat, TNA, the original TNA, yeah. And she left and complete <laughs> because she was determined to to change herself and be better and better herself. And you could say, oh, you know, some other women. Try. I'm like, but Trish is the most notable person to completely turn around what they saw in her and what she became and she did that and also she's a success outside of wrestling and not some drugged up loser like like sunny you know what i mean like tammy sitch in jail for the sixth time um (laughs) you know trish's trish's not just for for canada to be proud of for wrestling industry to be proud of you know just uh this is the definition of you don't have to go down the drain drug addict jail loser because you lose it all in wrestling you can't bounce back and find something else to do it yourself she was prepared for life after wrestling and i i think uh you know she can do whatever she wants she's just uh, again i think she's the pride and that's why WWE. and again they like her so they roll out the red carpet for her and they're like ah you know just like charlotte she's like the, the hand chosen one I'm like, it's, you guys get it all wrong. They're not chosen because they're blonde and attractive because they can work with them and they want to do well by the company, not embarrass the company, you know, put them in a good light, be a good ambassador. These are all things that you look for. That's why I don't know how many people are bosses of their own company or wrestling fans, but it's almost like the perfect employee. Like if you guys, I don't know what you guys do. If you hire people or people work under you, you can rest easy at night knowing when you have somebody good repping your company. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you got some problem child, it makes problems for you. So I don't understand. Again, the mentality, this one should be pushed. I'm like, but you're going to go with the, the hot hand who you know is going to bring attention to the show. Just like when Trish came back and had that match against Charlotte. It's like, oh, are they bringing it back for? Because they can depend on her and she's yeah, not going right. to embarrass the fucking company. Right. You know what I mean? She, she's, Again, I look at it from a perspective like a casting director. This, she's good for this role. Ah, oh, this guy, this guy's perfect for this. And I and I place people like that where other people go. This guy does a great plancha. He should be in the fucking. <laughs> he 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 does. This guy does a triple Lindy off the top rope. I'm like, but he's not. But he's not over. He's yeah, not over. Right. You know. And, and I people, well, people are like, well, he's over with me. Yeah, but you're not the majority. You know. I mean, he's over with you. I mean, this again. We all have our preferences of what we like. But we have to sometimes look at it from a business eye and people don't want to do that because like, I don't want to be all businessy. I want wrestling to be fun and loose. But when you come down to it, just like in my profession, when bands get annoyed or being pecking order on the bill, we got to open the show. It's because it's business and we got to go with the hot hand. That's why the hot hands headlining and you're opening. If you drew like the headliner, you wouldn't be the opening act. And right. sometimes you got to tell people that straight up and they don't want to hear it. So that's why when their favorites are on first, Oh, like Miro is mistreated. He's not mistreated. They just put him in a position to be a top guy and he failed in their eyes and they let him go and they kept his wife and, and they didn't do it to get back at him because they're like, we could probably do more with Lana. And I'm not the biggest Lana fan, but I tell you, they do more with Lana than they ever did with Miro. And I see him in uh, AEW now. I don't think Miro's going to go anywhere. I doubt he'll be the champion at all. I agree. Even though people think, well, Tony Khan apparently thinks that uh, he's going to have a big run in 2021. Bullshit in my eyes. But anyway, (laughs) like seriously, I mean, look at him. What's with the blonde hair anyway? Look, another one. Look, man, another thing that that I've got a problem with, right? I don't know about you, Kev. I'm sure, Chris, you feel the same way. But um, what's... 
man, why are they all fucking playing video games and, and showing us? I mean, I'm, I play video games too, but you don't need to fucking show everybody. Like, I'm glad WWE actually fucking, in some ways, took away their Twitch accounts and stuff like that. Because really, how the fuck are you going to get yourself over or be like looked at as taken seriously when all they're doing is sitting there playing video games all the fucking time, man. And showing it, you know what I'm saying? Like, again, I think that there, I'm not a gamer myself. I've never, my partner on uh, KNT Chronicles, Trez, she's into uh, gaming and stuff. She's a big gamer. Not that much anymore since she got married, but she was like a year or two ago. Uh, Life is different now than it used to be. So she'd be up all night playing, you know, gaming. And now she's just different, got a different job. So, but I think she can always go back to when she knows a lot about it. So she had to school me on gamers and the, the uh, community of being a gamer and stuff like that. I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I haven't played video games since uh, Atari 1985, Ooh. you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I just, it was just never, it was never my thing. I was never really into video games, not a, just, you know, casting dispersions on anybody. I just, I'm just, it's not my thing. So again, when I was seeing this gimmick, I'm like, is is that uh, is that something that people? Oh, and she'd be like, yeah, gamers like big. It's, it doesn't surprise me they're trying to do like a gamer gimmick in wrestling. It's part of culture now. So, but but Miro is also in his mid 30s. Wouldn't that be for some younger person? Like, wouldn't you? And I'm not. Again, you guys are older. You play games. That's fine. But again, going back to the youth thing, and we're always going to the older guys. Wouldn't that be a better suited gimmick for a young 20 something, a gamer? <laughs> Uh, am I wrong? You guys tell no, me. No, 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 you're not. Yeah. Like I said, we're both video game players. But at the end of the day, I don't want to see it in professional wrestling. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to see that. Look, Xavier Woods is probably an exception because he looks like that type. Yeah, he, he, he's a good kids, example. Yeah. yeah, he's a good yeah. example. Yeah. But, but everyone else, you wonder why the fucking ratings are what they are. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, like, who... Who the casual fan especially, right? They they want casual fans as well, right? How are they gonna fucking look at this shit and be like, Oh, this is cool, this guy looks cool, this guy is great, or you know what I mean? It's it's really only Roman Reigns, Carrion Cross, there's probably a couple others that I'm missing. Oh look, even Drew McIntyre, he's got yeah. he, he looks the part, right? But, but, yeah, would you would you guys put Drew in the mix of of major players right now in the mix of wrestling would you put drew in that category he looks the part but i'm not 100 percent sold on him that's just my opinion but he looks great he looks like a million bucks he's got the height he's got the size he's yeah. got the looks he's got, he's got the he's got the passion for the business too right? and he does he really does and i've heard yeah. stories about him actually that when he when he's had that when he got fired from WWE in the, the first time right yeah he came here in australia actually right he had a bad match with some fucking indie promotion here. He started kicking the chairs in the back because he was so disappointed. And even though it was just an Australian, some small time Australian indie, he was still pissed that he didn't do good enough where he was just cracking it in the back, you know, like throwing chairs and everything, you know? So I appreciate his passion. He does have it. I just feel, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I, I, I don't know. He, like I said, he's got, it's like Randy Orton, right? Maybe he, I compare him a little bit to Randy Orton, just a little bit. Orton's just on cruise control. I don't want to call him lazy, right? Because if he really, really tried Randy Orton, he could be one of the biggest names ever in the industry. And I'm sure he will go down as that. But he, if he should just try just a little bit, I just think he doesn't give a shit anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I think so. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Uh, as far as Drew, yeah, I think he's definitely one of those people. See, like to me, everybody talks about the id factor as being something that's really hard to define. I don't think it's that hard to define. I think when you look at a person, um, you have to ask yourself, would it be entertaining or do I think I would want to watch this person cook breakfast? I know that sounds kind of weird. I know that sounds like sort of uh -huh. an arbitrary fucking thing to say, <laughs> but with, you know, with the rock, there was something about him where just every single time you saw him, you wanted to keep seeing him. Even if you didn't like the character, Agreed. you watched him and you were like, I want to watch him do everything. I want to watch him do an interview with 60 minutes. I want to watch, you know, I want to know literally everything about this person and I want to follow him around all the time. And I think that, you know, Roman Agreed. Reigns, you know, Karrion Cross, uh, Drew McIntyre, they're all people who you look at and just no matter what they're doing, you want to watch. And that's what I think the it factor is. It's like, so like I said, would you want to watch them cook breakfast? And in the case of those three guys, absolutely. I'd want to watch them cook breakfast. That's a good, no, I, I, I've never even, in all my years in podcasts, I've never heard anybody use that analogy. <laughs> that's pretty good. I mean, that's really good. It's, it's right. Uh, on Jimmy, you know, crosses on Jimmy Fountain. I gotta watch that. Like you'll hear, uh, you know, uh, Lacey Evans on Jimmy Fountain. Ah, I don't care about that. Yeah. You know, so again, it, when 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 that, like you said, Chris, when that person piques your interest in everything they do, and you can, it's accessible for you to go check it out. Even if you miss it live now, you can always watch it the next day. Right. Also. Exactly. So that's the great thing about now. Back, you, you guys remember 20 years ago, you missed something, you didn't tape it. Fuck. Like, oh. you know, how are you going to get to see it? You know what I mean? You, got, you know, Dude. hope there's a replay. I hope somebody taped it. Or, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't have, even though there, were computer, there weren't these kind of formats, uh, to, there was no DVR 20 years ago. That came a little bit later. But during the Attitude Era, if you missed Raw, you did you see The Rock and Austin team up to fight off the X? Oh, fuck, I missed it. There was no replay, if you guys remember, oh, right? Yeah, right. It sucked right. when you missed it. It was You saw the best you can get is the highlights the next week. That's the best you were going to get. Dude, I'm glad you brought that up because I'll tell you now, back in the day, if I was hanging out with my friends or whatever, right, and we were out, the minute 8 p.m. came out because it wasn't live for us yet, Right, right. there until a few years later right but it would be on the next like the same day just 8 p.m australian time instead of uh you know in the morning like it usually is now right so, right so i would run home i kid you not i would run home be like fuck you guys i'm going home to watch roy if you want to if you want to if you want to cut yeah if you want to come with me you're more than welcome but otherwise i'm going home man i'm going home to watch raw and that's that, especially during the rock days. And, and I, was, I was a fan of WCW as well, obviously, right? Yeah. During the Nitro times as well. And oh, man, like I said, I'll tell Chris another time, but uh, for us down here, we had to, I had to get two different cable providers to watch WWE. So one was exclusive to WWE. They had Raw, SmackDown and stuff like that. And, uh, and Heat, you know, and all that. And the other one would have, you know, all, the, all of WCW, like Nitro and, uh, and Thunder later on and shit like that. That's how keen I was, and I'll tape everything. All from the 80s. I've still got tapes from the 80s that I was recording when it used to be live, like, well, not live, but like Saturday night's main event when it used to play here. Like, I've still got all that shit, you know what I mean? I got, all, I got all my VHS tapes, too. I have hundreds of them, actually. Me, too, man. Hundreds. <laughs> Me too. It's actually it's ridiculous because 
And I have Neither. no VCR. I mean, you can Neither get do a I. <laughs> you can buy like one on uh, eBay for like 40 bucks. But uh, I even said to myself, like, what am I going to do with all these now? And I was thinking of like selling them. But I was going through my storage the other day and I found, I even posted some of the magazines on Twitter. Uh, you might have seen, if you didn't see it, Jimmy, you guys oh, can see I'll, it. I'll see. I'll time. see. Yeah, it. I posted some just yeah. some 1988, 89 magazines. But I found so many tapes. I have. I found a VHS tape of Medusa, you know, the female wrestler Medusa, uh, her best of her in Japan, 1987-88. I don't even know when I bought that VHS tape. I don't even remember <laughs> buying it. You know, so it's like I, I have all sorts of, you know, the best of Magnum TA from Mid-South in 1987. Uh, after he got in the car accident, and they put out all videotapes of him. I, I don't even remember buying half these things. I've had them for years. Uh, and now, you know, that's why I kind of hate that. But again, everyone says, oh, you know, you could still, they, they still sell, you can get a VCR here and there. And, you know, you could still buy one in the store with a combination DVD or Blu-ray player. But right. uh, I, I kept all my, my stuff. But I can tell you right now from now, like kind of, you know, a, a segue in a way uh, of today, I have no interest in keeping anything to, or taping or having any kind what of record or DVD, DVR, oh. anything. Hell no. There's nothing of record that I need from this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I just, you, just I'll go with my I'll go with my thought process. I don't need anything on tape. You know what I mean? Or, or on record. Oh my god! I'd burn this shit if I was taping this crap. Like seriously, I I don't think anybody would be taping this crap except maybe those uh AEW Mark. No, but you guys know. Because you know something interesting. There's there are. I won't. I don't, we'll call them kids just because they're a lot younger than me. Fair Probably enough. Yeah. Late teens, early twenties that they probably are, in a way, the fans that we were years ago and probably are DVRing stuff and, and having stuff downloaded or whatever and have a collection and have a sick collection of everything and have everything The Miz ever did from the time oh, he came geez, into the business. Oh God. They're out there. Those, I mean, you guys, you know, I'm saying you guys realize their fans are out there. Yeah, uh, of course. I mean, yeah. But so, and, and I can admire that in a way because I had that passion for wrestling too in the early 80s. Everything, everything that Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, and Sting did in the 80s from their rookie years in Mid-South to the Blade Runners to when Macho Man was in uh, the ICW that his father had against Memphis in early 81, 82. Right, I have yeah. all that on tape. Anything Macho wow. Man did, his early shirts, Ultimate Warrior's first shirt that he put out his Dingo Warrior in Texas, I bought. <laughs> Sting's first stuff when he was called Flash before he was even yeah. called Sting. I the collected all... Yeah, I collected all that shit, and that meant as much to me because I was a young guy back then, too. And So when you're into a wrestler, so again, whether it's Miz or someone who's so into even, uh, you know, Sheamus, I mean, you, you don't really know. But I think that there's a super fan for almost every wrestler. I just don't – I always try and think, well, they don't have the passion that I used to have. And they probably do. But, but in a way, the th and it seems like cliche to say this, it's not the same because – they're, they don't know the greatness that was wrestling back in the day. They can just hear the stories going YouTube, but they can never really sense it. I put up a clip today of an Austin pop uh, when China was beating up the Stooges at ringside and McMahon was in the ring and he was going to enter Royal Rumble at number 30. Then uh, Austin came out and the, everyone jumped out of their chair and just, and I was trying to say to young Literally. people, this is when 
wrestling, everyone got a reaction. This is called a reaction. I don't know if you young guys know what that is. When the crowd rises, that means they're into the show. And I do that almost to tease the younger fans that not because of COVID, but even before that, nobody was really jumping out of the seat. Like AEW likes to make, like when John Moxley came out, it was the biggest <laughs> pop. I'm like, that was nothing compared to Ultimate Warrior winning the Intercontinental title in 1988. John Moxley coming out of the crowd. That's like, I have bigger reaction for a band that I booked from my neighborhood. So it's like, uh, but if they think that that's great, then watch this. So I always try and show fans and some fans will be like, yeah, man, dude, I got into like old world class because you were talking about it on the show. But you'll have people who fight you on is like, ah, that's, you know, today's wrestling is so much better because that's all they know. So they, and they don't they don't want to invest the time to go back and watch uh, Stampede Wrestling, like from your neck of the woods in Canada. Chris, I was a big Stampede Wrestling fan. I posted a picture the other day that I had of autograph from Owen Hart, Brian Pillman and uh, Bruce Hart. I that, that I got I yeah, that. from 1988 is my, my one of my most prized possessions and collections someone was even saying what do you think that's worth with owen and brian pillman's autographs it's probably worth a lot it's personalized too i'd never sell it i was selling a bunch of stuff uh recently because of covid and not working and i was just trying to generate some income for myself unload some wrestling right. collectibles but that was one thing people made me some offers for i'm like oh no i just posted it to show people how i was even into canadian wrestling i never been to canada a day in my life but i was embedded in the stampede culture of calgary from like 1982 till it closed in the 90s. I was told, I, I used to do tape trades with a, a friend of mine from Calgary. I was ask you that. Yeah, I used, I used to get tapes all the time. And that's how I knew about Brian Pillman and Owen way before they debuted in America. I was on the radar with them a couple of years before that. Uh, and another, and Chris Benoit too, you mentioned Chris Benoit, Chris. Uh, I was watching him, like I said, rookie year. I mean, just wet behind the ears rookie. Didn't yes. even look like the Chris Benoit that he would become. And it was great. And I loved every fucking minute of it. So again, when people say, oh, you're just a WWE fanboy, you don't like anything else. I'm like, wrong. I said, I spent every, I got jobs when I was 15, 16, just so I could spend it on wrestling. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like, dude, me too, that, man. That's, that's what I spent all my money on. If dude. I had like a date, I'd, I'd choose wrestling <laughs> over dates. <laughs> Seriously, bro. I kid you not. Yeah. Do you know how much money I've spent, man, on fucking wrestling yeah oh man i me too man and i <laughs> i i can't even I, it's, it's it's thousands and thousands and again thousands and thousands me and me and my brother would try and cannot i used to book trips based when i went to virginia beach and everyone was going there when we were 17 on a high, high school trip our senior right. year i went there only because i figured out a way how i can go to the scope in Virginia Beach to see Magnum TA, awesome. Magnum TA versus Nikita Koloff. And I, me, me and my friend got to go there in 1985. Yeah, I, didn't, awesome. I, I didn't go to Virginia Beach the whole time. I didn't go to the beach. I didn't see any girls. I didn't yeah, care. The beach. I went, I, I dragged my friend Anthony B and he went with me to wrestle. And he was a big wrestling fan too. And we, right. didn't get, we didn't get a tan. We came back white as ghosts. <laughs> we didn't go to the beach. And my parents even said to me, what do we pay $700 for? And I'm like, I, I, I says, I, I had to go wrestling. He goes, you went to wrestling? So there was this whole thing was like a ruse. You didn't want to go to the beach. I'm like, I was like, Dad, NWA, I'd never get to go see the NWA. And my father even said, you better be in the wrestling business. All the bullshit with this wrestling. And so I, I, it's funny. I, my father lived long enough to see me be in a podcast. And when, uh, you know, a year after my father died, I got in Rolling Stone magazine. We got ranked as one of the best wrestling podcasts. Too, right. And I was such a shame that, 
I was the, the first person I would have showed that to is my father say all the bullshit that I put you through at wrestling and made my father take me there for every birthday until I was old enough to go that look see I'm kind of in the wrestling business now but uh, even just talking about it but again um, that's what I mean when so when someone challenges me about what kind of fan I am like you don't even notice sacrifices that I made socially, financially. And I, and listen, I'm not the only one. There's a, there's a guy like me in every town. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, even you guys can be just, you know, or probably just like Man, me. Man, I was obsessed. I mean, obsessed, Kev. I'm telling you now, the amount of DVDs I've got still, of the videos, I've still got old original Coliseum video releases still. At least like 50 of the original releases. Maybe more. But I've got hundreds of VCR lock tapes, like hundreds. That's amazing. I mean, did either, to, did either one of you guys want to be wrestlers, though, when you were younger or even in your 20s? Did you, did you, guys, did you guys want to be in the business? You know what? Not really, believe it or not. I, I mean, I would have loved to get into the business one way or the other, maybe as a commentator even. because I used Yeah, to, like any which way. Like, yeah. did you have aspirations to get in the business? Well, for me, because I'm in Australia, it was a lot harder back then, yeah, of especially, course, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so... I, for me, it was just a dream. Um, you know what I mean? Like, literally a dream. I don't know about you, Chris, but... Um, yeah, Chris, I, what about you? Because you, you have a sizable guy. And also, you're in Canada, so there would have been a lot of schools to go to and stuff. You ever think about right. it back um, in the day? Well, like, first of all, like, where I live is sort of the middle of nowhere, even for Canada. So, I mean, I'm... Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm three hours away from Winnipeg and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's, there's nothing around me. Um, I definitely like, I had thoughts about it when I was a kid, but I think that the honest truth, and this is not, this is like, this is, this is legit. I think um, the thing that broke me of wanting to be in the wrestling business was probably when I watched wrestling with shadows and right. just, to see how that broke a lot of walls. <laughs> well, well, just to see how cutthroat the business side of wrestling was. And like, you know, I, I grew up in business, right? Like my dad, my dad, you know, he, he owns a business. I, you know, I, I help manage it now. Um, so, I mean, I know you have to, okay. I know you have to be, you know, of a business mind, you know, I'm not, I'm not one of these people who thinks that everybody needs to be your best friend or, you know, and I've always, I've always course, thought that yeah. this whole idea of like Vince McMahon as, Oh, Vince McMahon is just like my dad. I've always looked at that and gone, no, that's, that's bad. There's something unhealthy about that relationship, <laughs> but, <laughs> but right. watching wrestling with shadows and just seeing how completely cutthroat that world is. I think that that basically, took me out of that and i think also like when like i said when i was about 13 my grandpa you know got me into boxing and for probably 15 years that's what i wanted to really do and get into so i you know it was a combination of things oh, cool. but um i will say this that professional wrestling was really one of the major things that brought me into um the idea of storytelling, you know, like I was telling Jimmy, we don't talk about this very yeah. much, but like, like I, I write books. Um, and um, I, I love storytelling. I love the idea of storytelling. And I think that the reason why I love pro wrestling is because when it's done properly, it really is like, it really can be storytelling done at its most um, physical, um, but also at its most 
Um, I don't know if it's the most human kind of storytelling that you can do is that live theater. But, um, you know, for instance, like, right. you know, Jimmy and I, we talk about Bret Hart and Stone Cold uh, at WrestleMania 13 as being, in my personal opinion, the greatest storytelling within a match ever in professional wrestling. Um, and you watch that match and you know exactly what's happening. You can, you can see the story being told without anyone saying anything. It's Brett and Austin yeah, exactly. physically telling a story that is, it's guttural. It's, it, it makes you watch. You can't look away. You need to know what's going to happen. And just to me, so that's like where my passion for pro wrestling really comes from is the idea of it just being incredible storytelling when it's done properly. And that's, that's one of the things that I, I, can't stand about a lot of modern day pro wrestling is you watch a lot of matches and it's move 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 nobody does anything to tell a story anymore and so when they do i notice it it's like you know and i like those matches even if it's if it's a five minute match but you can tell the story that they're trying to that they're trying to give you i like that as a pro wrestling match I don't need to see six Topecon heroes in a match. I don't need that. I just, I need to see something that looks like it's competition and is trying to tell me some kind of story. No, it's true. Exactly. Like, uh, again, you guys are are very, you know, on point with your fandom and you kind of know what you want to see and what you like and what you don't like. Um, Again, I love it coming from the old school guy. So I always think I'm so much older than everybody. I usually am. I'm always the oldest guy in the room. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what's in a blue moon? I'm like, oh, you're older than me. Uh, so I was kind of good teaming up with uh, DT because he's only, uh, Don Tony's only a year younger than me. Right. So most of the time, I'm always the oldest guy in the room, uh, sometimes by a lot, sometimes by a little. But it's always cool when I hear people have the same mentality, it might be 10 years, my junior or 15 years have the same mentality. Uh, that I have uh, had then and have now of what I like to see in wrestling and what I find entertaining and how I view wrestling from my eyes and my mind, uh, how I see. It. And it doesn't have to be my way. I'm, I'm open to no. oh, people. Yeah. People can tell me, you know, how they feel about uh, wrestling and stuff and what they take it as. And I, the, the, the main component is that we're all fans. That's why exactly. when, when people are fighting about wrestling, I'm like, we, we, we might as well be fight. Right. Yeah. We might as well be fighting about, an episode of the King of Queens and talking exactly. about who, you know, exactly. uh, the wife should have had more stage time than Kevin James. You know, it's like, it, it's, it's a show. It, it, when it's all gets down to it, it's a show. And that's the, that's the whole thing we have to remember. Cause I never even fought being a New Yorker. And you guys probably know that there's a rivalry between the Mets, course, yeah. Mets and the Yankees. I'm right. big. Big Mets fan. My family's a Mets family, and going at it with Yankees fans, and it can get, and that's a real competition. You're competing for division titles and the World Series and bragging rights of New York and stuff. But I found wrestling fighting uh, to be far worse, more toxic, and more vicious than anything I've ever gotten into with fellow New Yorkers over baseball, which is a real, real sport with no fucking predetermined outcome. And wrestling, a soap opera for men, I have people threatening, they want me and Don Tony to die. I mean, it's just oh, man, I remember. crazy. I remember man. those days, yeah. Crazy. You know, so again, uh, is it the, is, you know, and enough. And some of them even say, "Yeah, but these these fans are almost like working themselves into a shoot Big time." You know, it's almost like you know, like because everyone's like, "Ah, oh, they meet you in person." They'd be like, "Oh, I was just venting online. I don't really hate you." And I'm sure that's would probably be the way it is. 
But believe me, if you're taking it from, if you're like a cop and looking at some of the emails me and Don Tony get, you'd probably like, you know, call the FBI. You know what I mean? With some of these fucking people. It's and like, so, so this guy wants you to die because you're not a Chris Jericho fan? Yeah, I should yeah. die. My whole family should die in a fire because I don't think Chris Jericho should be wrestling at 50 years old. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just sick, man. It's totally sick. It's sick. Because I remember those days, man. You and, you and DT were ruthless back in the day man yeah, like, well, well we gave it as good ruthless. as we we got we gave it as good as we got it right but but we well, never threatened anybody's life i mean that was no insane. no of course was, not that was no. nuts totally but, man, nuts. well you guys can look forward to that maybe you'll get threatened with your lives too <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, my god the way we bash AEW at times oh it's... you're gonna oh you'll probably get I'm it soon you. believe me you'll, you'll, but once you get it you'll know that you're reaching a, a big spectrum of audience you know what i mean oh man i'm telling you man it's it's pretty bad and look and forward to it and, and, and that's the thing, man. All we want as fans, all of us, is just fucking... Look, man, to me, the fundamentals are missing a lot today. You know what I mean? Just the, the simple things are missing. Like me and you, Chris, we were talking about AEW. You know, you know what's funny about AEW and the rest is you, you hear JR just shitting on his own fucking company, right? All the time, Kev. <laughs> Which is funny. Right? Yeah, that's funny. I actually I find it funny, it. though, to be honest with you. It's funny. Me oh, too. Yeah, it's I don't hilarious. know if he's doing that as a work. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he means what he's saying, right? But, but the thing is, right, he's right. Because the thing, why don't the little things, you know, the tag rope, right? On, the, on top of the turnbuckle, for example, Kev, right? Mm-hmm. You know how you're supposed to hold the, <laughs> the rope and then tag? Sure. They don't even do that shit, right? Even though they tell them all, like you, Chris, when we're talking about on the skirmish, the five count. The five count. You know count what I mean? The ref is counting man. one. Yeah. At least twice. The ref- At least twice in that damn match. The ref, the ref goes one, two, three, four, five. And on five, you're supposed to get disqualified. That's it. You're done. Right. There's a the whole reason why you're counting is so that you know you're, you're disqualified on five. At least twice on that show, the referee counted to five and then just put his hands down and stood there. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, they're hoping you don't notice. They hope you don't notice that. Yeah, you but know? we do. That's the I know, problem, I know, right? I know that you do. <laughs> and that's the problem is, you know, at least Earl Hebner, right? Back in the day, if that was to happen, he'll sort of start shoving the wrestler back in the corner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yep. he'll get physical. These refs in AEW are too scared to even touch a bloody wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, and even assert their authority because they don't. Well, because most of you the people I mean? they have wrestling for them, if a referee shoved them, they would actually get hurt because the referees are bigger than most of the guys competing. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right, true. It's fucking midget wrestling over there. But, but the thing is, man, and that's the problem with today's wrestlers, and I don't, I don't pretend to know more than they do. I'm not a professional wrestler, right? I don't want to tell them what to do. But if you can't get the fucking small things or the fundamentals right, then what the fuck, man? You know what I mean? Like, you've got a lot to learn <laughs> if you can't even do that. Well, that's what, you know, with, even when criticizing Billy Kay, I, I said a long time ago that she doesn't have the, the fundamentals down. I, I said Lana the same thing, too. Right. How, could, how you can't, you know, because people will be like, oh, back in the day, Sable didn't. I'm like, everyone, oh. you, you don't make an excuse for somebody by pointing out another person. Exactly. Who didn't. That doesn't make it better. You know, that's almost like when you get punished and you're like, yeah, but my, you know, I did this, but my brother Joe did this five years ago. It's like, but what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> I mean, 
And again, and again, Sable was say what you want, but Sable was far more over than any girl I see in wrestling today. I mean, For you sure. know, I was I was at those arenas when she'd come out, and everybody went nuts. I mean, I was there. So, I mean, I was even there when she debuted So at, at the arena. So I'm always like, you know, everyone always wants to throw up, you know, uh, these chosen ones who get, I'm like, listen, some people just can go on to become superstars. Some people can't. Uh, to me, Lana's never going to be, I don't know why they're pushing her. I don't think it has anything to do with getting back at Miro. They didn't even want them. They let them go. Uh, they don't let you go when they want you. You know what I mean? It's when you leave on your terms, they, they actually release them. People seem to be forgetting about that. Oh, he left. No, he didn't. He was fired. So uh, there's a big difference. But, but again, when you, people like Lana and, and being Billy Kay tonight, when you watch her work, she, and she's been in wrestling for 11 years. She doesn't have the basics down. And I don't understand what school she went to in wrestling and how she got almost like a kid who gets to go to college without knowing how to read. <laughs> and then you're like, you're this, you're, how did well you, you're, you know, like, you know, and you're, and you're like your professor hey, calls upon you. Can you read that passage of uh, Rajard Kipling's uh, poem? Uh, I, you're 20 years old. How did you get by? What I, well, you know, I got by on my personality. No one really noticed that I didn't know how to read. And, and believe it or not, I'm making a joke about it, but some people do skate through the educational system right. get, getting past that. And it's, it's, a, it's a sin. Believe it. It's not even really funny, but that's what it reminds me of. Billy Kay reminds me of someone who maybe took a couple of classes in wrestling, got together with Peyton Royce, had this cute little act going on with the Australian thing and their friends and their friends uh, for all these years. And they work and they have this funny routine where they make fun of people. And I think someone just said, um, anybody ever actually noticed them wrestling? There seems to be two left feet in there. They fall. They don't pick up people properly. They don't take bumps. Billy Kay doesn't take a back bump properly. Is this, is, again, did she slip by the system and they just didn't do, recognize do, it? Do, do you want to know something, Kev? And, and we'll wrap it up shortly. Sure. But... Do, do you want to know something funny? I went to an NXT event a few years back, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay were, were on the card. Would you believe me if I told you the whole building booed him out? Booed him out of the building. The home, the, the home the area whole, booed him? The wow. home fucking crowd booed him right out of the building. There should wow. be a YouTube fucking video out there. I'd love, I'd love to see I'll that. If I find it, I'll definitely send it to you, right? Well, I'm that's interesting. You, I, I wasn't a true story. I wasn't impressed with their reaction that they got when they played that big uh, stadium. A yeah, couple years I was ago there. Oh, was you, there. oh, you, you went there? Oh, no, okay. I went there. No one gave a fuck, bro. I, I, yeah, I thought I was going to see a bit because I can get because what's his name got a big uh, reaction? Uh, uh, Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Yeah. He got a big reaction. Yeah, I was he happy did. for him. Yeah. That was a big pop when he won the cruiserweight belt against uh, what's his name? Fucking. Who, yeah, Smalls I don't remember who he beat. Husband. Yeah. Cedric Alexander. That's Cedric it. Alexander. But yeah, yeah. when those girls came out, I was even kind of looking forward because I can always get into the hometown reaction. I can appreciate that. Um, but, but it was like. Is anybody into them? Like, were they were they kind of outsiders in their own hometown? Um, Dude, yeah, it didn't you. seem like the crowd liked them at all. That was funny that you mentioned that. I didn't know you were there. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I went there. I went there twice. Like I said, NXT, the NXT event, no one gave a shit, right? And that crowd was hot. I mean, hot at that NXT event, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 then at the pay per view, the Super Showdown pay per view, the original one here in Melbourne. No one, and it was like 70,000 people. No one gave a shit. Oh, no one, no one gave a shit. But you know what? Every who everyone loves the two girls that everyone gives a shit about that are Australian and that can actually wrestle mm -hmm. is Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm. Is you know it I mean? Tony Storm is from New Zealand or she's from Australia? She, she's 
born in New Zealand, moved to Australia when she was young. So basically born in New Zealand, oh, okay. bred in, uh, I mean, born in New Zealand and got raised in uh, Queensland here in Australia. So well, New Zealand yeah. is like your neighboring, uh, like it's yeah. not, that, it's not that far to go to New Zealand. No, me. no, it's only like two hour plane ride. So oh, well, think okay. of, Think of New Zealand, like Canada, and we're the states. Same thing, you know what oh, I mean? Okay, like, yeah, it's kind of like all, yeah, neighbors. We got we grew up pretty much the same accents. All our sport teams, like all the New Zealand sport teams, play in the Australian leagues, right? So, but there is like a there is a rivalry, right? There is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I mean, it's a friendly. Like we we don't hate each other. Like my best friend's a, he's from New Zealand and he lives there. So he done his schooling here, but moved back to New Zealand. So no, we call him sheep fuckers over there because. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a lovely, that's a lovely term yeah, sheep fucker. fuckers man because that's yeah well there was the sheep herders years ago the bushwhackers right they yeah. New Zealanders right the bushwhackers right sheep herders and, and, yeah yeah the sheep and when I were the sheep herders that were fucking vicious dude they were great vicious. when they were the sheep herders then they got vicious uh, they came to the WWE and started licking kids' faces. Yeah, yeah. And you couldn't do that today, right, guys? You uh, never seen oh, that today. Wait. Yeah. I saw it tonight. You know what? Uh, I forgot to bring it up. Otis was fucking walking out like a bushwhacker. Did you notice that? Who did Otis? Otis, yeah. I as he was that. walking out. I yeah, missed no that. Shit. I missed that part. But maybe that's maybe doing fucking this. I'm a like, good fuck. That should be a good. That'll be a good move for him. Actually, we didn't get to uh, maybe just talk about it briefly. Uh, right. Smackdown. I wanted to ask you guys' opinion. Uh, what you guys think of uh, Carmella and uh, her new character and her promo time? She got about a ten-minute segment. Uh, oh. What do you got? What do you guys? Th- what do you guys think? I, I wrote online today. I'm caught up between as a guy thinking she's sexy and attractive and then being completely turned off by her at the same time. It's kind of a yep, weird, I agree. weird feeling I, agree. I get from a weird feeling I get from her. Um, but I, again, she's not bad. She's no, no, yeah, I get you. I'm, I'm not sure what to do with her. And I'm not the biggest Sasha Banks fan. I'll be honest with you. I don't feel, uh, yeah, and, 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 and listen, I'm maybe she's not for a, a middle-aged man. She's not for me. She's for right. a younger college-age guy or younger guys, twenty-some, early thirty-some. She's not for me. Um, but I get that. But I don't feel a connection to Sasha Banks. Like I can't connect to her character. Um, but I, 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 I'm more. Carmela's kind of a fake New Yorker. She's not from Staten Island. She's actually from she's Massachusetts. She's from Boston. Yeah, she's from Boston. You can hear a fucking. Boston accent. Yeah, she's, she's, she's and never, I'm Australian. I, yeah, she, yeah, you can tell. I mean, she's not, yeah. but I, there's something about her. I used to like her when she was with Enzo Me too. And, Me and too, Cass. Yeah. So I'm kind of still supportive of her. And everyone hates Corey Graves, but I've, I've had interaction oh, with man. Corey. He's always I been like cool Corey, to I like Corey yeah, Graves man. too. He's always been nice to me. And um, so I, I kind of have felt a little differently about Carmela, but I'm not hating it. And like, and I like that she has yeah. the guy with the champagne bottle and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious what you guys thought of the segment and uh, what you think of her feuding with Sasha Banks. I think it's funny that they don't want to hit anybody in the head anymore. So now they're hitting Ugh. you in the back with a bo- bottle. Hate that, man. I mean, when is right. the last time you ever heard of someone getting hit in the back with a bottle? You know, so that's funny that they're crashing the bottle on the small of her back instead of yeah. on the back of her head because they don't want to take a chance. Hit it, even with a prop bottle, they don't want to hit you in the head with it. It's fucking, it's soft, dude. No pun intended, right? He's just this, he's, it's going to become fucking literally like tag fucking uh, wrestling man soon, the way it's gone. But look, I don't mind. Uh, it's always all right. Nothing special. Like, like you, Kev, I, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of Sasha Banks either. I don't give a shit that she's the boss. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I couldn't care less, right? To me, she's 
actually pretty arrogant, even in person. Uh, she rubs me the wrong way. There's something about it. I feel like she thinks she's top shit. Like, honestly. Agreed. I, like, I don't think she's that likable, to be honest with you. No, yeah. No, she's a fucking cow. No, like, seriously. <laughs> I've seen the way she interacts with people, and it made me sick. So ever since then, I'm just like, Shh, who are you, bitch? You know what I mean? Get over yourself. You know what I mean? Dude, anybody yeah. who's going to lay down in the middle of the floor because she's losing her belts at WrestleMania is not somebody who I have any oh. interest in cheering for. I, you're, you're a right. dork. And, you're, you're a straight-up weird person <laughs> if you're, if you're going to seriously sit yourself, there and cry man, that's what that because of the booking. You know I mean? Right. Well, you know, everyone likes her now because she's in and a show that I have not seen. I don't know if you guys watched The Mandalorian. No, um, everyone's everyone everybody's talking about, about it. Yeah, yeah. My, even my brothers are. I'm not. Yeah. Been, I've never been a big Star Wars guy. Again, it's science. neither I'm, have I. I'm, never, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, in, I'm into horror and uh, you know uh, slasher movies, but I'm not into. Right. Sci I'm not a sci-fi guy, so I haven't uh, watched The Mandalorian. But she's getting a lot of praise for being on that show. So again, she has a contingency of fans, but I just never really got the appeal of Sasha Banks. But on the other spectrum, the other two girls who were on the show tonight, ladies, excuse me. Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair, I thought, had a nice match. That was the match of the night, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was legitimately good match. the match of the night. It was. That was the match of the night by a mile. And as far as Kamala goes, what I wanted to say, I don't know if it's the Botox. I don't know if it's the fucking lip job. She's done something to her face. She comes across as like, I don't know if WB is trying to, I don't want to say this. It sounds weird, but does she come across as slutty, sort of that dirty looking sort of whore? The way they're fucking sort of... No, that's just the like, New York what? accent. Hey, oh, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> so, yeah, they, no, that's, that's totally fine. Um, I <laughs> yeah, think I mean, I'm fine with that. Right? No, they were trying to... I think they were trying to... class. To me, they were trying to make a more... Class her up uh, to be more like... But it's uh, done the opposite to me, but yeah. I wouldn't say that's... Yeah, no, the slutty thing... I, probably someone who's full of herself, kind of a Kardashian-ish. But we've seen this act before with Nikki right. Bella and Brie Bella. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, when she was even doing some of her mannerisms, it reminded oh. me of vintage Nikki Bella. Before, well, Nikki, before Nikki Bella put the baseball hat on and it was like tomboyish, you know, Nikki Bella was more, uh, you know, kind of a, a sexy act before she became tomboyish. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, the, the, this act has been done before by Sable, uh, oh, you know, with, yeah. with the, the the high skirt cut up and a lot of legs showing, that's vintage Sable. Uh, right, Tori 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 Wilson was another one. Um, trying to think, there was a couple other girls who, who did the the evening gown thing, uh, and did it pretty well. But right. I think they have a lot invested in her. Listen, she's the girlfriend. I, I don't even know if yeah. she's fiance now of Corey Graves. And I think they're in for the long term with her. They like again, she's liked behind the scenes, which is important. Um, and you know, listen, they can't have Bailey and Sasha fight forever. And Oscar, they have to mix. They have to get somebody new in the mix. I don't mind the the feud. Uh, and everyone's like, can you imagine she beat Sasha? I wouldn't be surprised if she beat Sasha. I, I almost think it's a game now that Sasha loses the belt so quickly. I mean, so if you notice, Sasha doesn't hold on right. to the titles very long. Right. They're hot shutting everything anyway all the time. I mean, wouldn't shock me if she lost the title this Sunday. Wouldn't shock me. Well. Nothing shocks me anymore, like I said. And that's a problem. Maybe we need to be shocked for once. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to predict everything so easily. I want yeah. to be fucking, like, surprise me. 
Now, Kerry and Cross winning the Royal Rumble would definitely uh, surprise me. Oh, and I think awesome, that would yeah. be a great booking as well. I, I, that, that's a guy who's just got a million dollars written on him. I'm, I'm going to answer. Sorry, I want to. I want to answer the question about the the women yeah, on the show sure. here tonight. Um, Carmella to me kind of sure. screams Armstrong brothers in that she's a solid hand. She's not dropping anybody on their heads. Yeah. She's not often hurting herself in the ring. No. She looks okay. She can cut True. a decent promo. But there's just nothing there that like stands out. I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's how everybody feels about her. I'm sure there I'm sure she's got her major super fans, but to me she just seems like like I said, she screams Armstrong brothers. It's fine. She's fine, but <laughs> That's it. Um, as far as the other women on the card, uh, Bailey's work right now is great. And I mean, it is great. She's, she's fun in a heel way, uh, but she's also enough she of a heel that young fans will dislike her, which I think is really the goal mm-hmm. of heels in today's wrestling. I think it's pretty hard to get, you know, 30 something 40 something 50 something year old fans to hate you because your heel work is so good i think most of the fans in that age demographic tend to like heels because they're entertained by them um but i think that bailey is nasty enough to the faces and stuff that she's that and, and i think that she avoids being too entertaining as well to the point where i think that her heel work is really good her match tonight definitely showed um first of all that there's something to um uh, gosh, what's the other girl's name? Uh, Bianca. Bianca Belair. I oh, think yeah. there's Bianca definitely Belair. something I like her. there. I like her. She's there's great. definitely yeah. something there. But I mean, it was Bailey who carried her through that match, and uh, I think it shows that she's gotten um, really, really excellent in ring. Uh, along with her character improving. Now, I, I was one of those people who, you know, her early work in NXT, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I want my girls to watch this. You know, you know what I mean? Like, cause my girls were still a little young, <laughs> but uh, you know, I was like, man, I want my girls to like sure. this, you know, this character. She's fun and she's kind of, you know, stupid and ditzy and whatever, but she's, you know, she's exactly what you want for a wrestling face for kids. And I think that she's doing a good yeah. job as the wrestling fate, as the wrestling heel for kids right now. Right, and you know why, Chris? Because she changed her whole look. She cut her hair. She dresses differently, and she was a big fan, just like us growing up, right? So she gets it. You know what I mean? She knows how to do those little things to look like a hill, act like a hill. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone else doesn't make that effort anymore. It feels like there's very few that actually make that effort, where you don't have a clear distinction between a hill and a, and a baby. You know what I mean? And and it, and Betty's the exception. I don't know if you agree with that, Kev, but Am, am I wrong there or? No, I agree. I, I agree. No, I totally agree. You're, you're, you guys are right on point. Like I said, this is probably the most agreeable show I've ever been on. It's an easy show to do because I don't have to go. No, listen, this is why you're wrong. And I, I don't like, even like telling people they're wrong. It's just the difference. No, please. No, it's I would not, rather you tell us. If oh, you, no, 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 I no. Like no that, I don't. I know everything you guys are saying. I, I've been actually not in my head here at all. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I like good debate as much as anybody, but it's also good to know that I'm not crazy uh, <laughs> or, or that maybe the young, the young kids who are cursing me out are not, are, are right. You know, maybe they're right. You know, I'm like, no, there are other guys watching it the way I do and, and feel the same way. So it's kind of refreshing actually. Right. I mean, 
Well, boys, I mean, is anything else we need to touch on before we go, or I think we've... Uh, uh, Kevin Kevin Owens. Uh, All right, yeah. Actually, actually, was buried under a sea of tables. Oh, how uh, stupid was that, too, man? Yet, oh. yet he was able to come out of it and tell Roman <laughs> Reigns, "I want, I'm, I'm still, I'm up, I'm." Got... I think he should have sold it more. I mean, he got buried. I mean, literally, they like, beat the daylights out of him, <laughs> put him through all those tables. He should have been in left lane. I didn't understand why he got up and then got grabbed a microphone. He, he should have sold that more. You know, wait, like be laid out, and then Sunday you look forward to a big revenge angle. Uh, and I think Roman's going to beat him handily. I don't think Kevin oh, Owens has a, has a chance 100%. in hell of getting the belt. And uh, I'm not the biggest Kevin Owens guy. I'm not a big Kevin Owens guy at all. Um, but uh, it'll be an interesting match. But Roman will continue to be on a tear. And then I think if – people are right and the rumor mill is right you're going to start seeing goldberg peppered in don't be surprised oh, to see a yeah. goldberg uh, thing this sunday goldberg might have something to do with it you, you i guess stay tuned well uh, tables ladders and chairs this sunday for everybody to <laughs> check it out well, i'm gonna definitely watch it. i'm looking for i i yeah. i look forward to all the pay-per-views because you know what some of them that i thought were going to suck have been good and the ones that i thought they didn't be good were like average so I've been uh, pretty impressed with the, the, the ones that were throwaways they call them for WWE. They've yeah. actually turned out to be pretty good. Well, let's be honest. TLC is probably one of the most predictable pay-per-views coming it up. Is. This year. It let's is. be yeah. honest. You know what I mean? So this one's just a complete throwaway event. Everything is going to be pretty much, nothing much is going to change except for maybe Sasha Banks, you know, swapping titles again and stuff like that. You know, yeah. a couple of matches here and there. But other than that, all the main matches, Nothing's going to change. Drew's not going to uh, drop the title to AJ, even though I'd prefer that in, in some ways. But AJ's just Mr. Fix-It these days. You know, when you need someone to sort of carry the company for a week or two, you know, you, you, look, to, you look to AJ. But, but the thing is, look, I just hope it's a decent pay-per-view. I hope it's not overbooked, which it probably would be. It's just going to be a predictable pay per view, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chris, what do you th- what do you think before we we wrap it up? Yeah, I mean, my expectation with WWE shows is always that it's going to be predictable, and um, I'm not going to lie. The idea of Goldberg and Roman Reigns having a wrestling match oh, just yeah, yeah. makes me uh, makes me really, really disinterested, and not on the and not on the the account of. Uh, Roman Reigns, who I think is actually really terrific, but uh, yeah. oh, man, I didn't like Goldberg when well, he was on his run, so I, I, I'm never going to be a Goldberg me, guy. Me either. I was, I was never a fan. Never a <laughs> that fan makes of three Goldberg. of us. Yeah, I hated Goldberg. Goldberg. I used to think he was a Stone Cold ripoff back in the day, but I get it. You know what I mean? But let's be honest, guys, before we go. Sure. Kev, do, mm-hmm. you, think, um, do you think it's a good thing having a nearly 60-year-old Goldberg up the top of the car whenever he feels like it. Do you think it's we need this or? I I guess they want uh, Reigns to uh, beat uh, like a certifiable legend like that. You know, like give him. Uh, you know, he's going to go through these guys like uh, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre and these other people now. Okay, beat Goldberg. Let him go on this big streak. <clears throat> excuse me. Until um, I believe I believe Brock Lesnar will be in Roman Reigns' future. And there will be a reversal so. where Lesnar, believe it or not, comes in as a baby face. And people fail to remember when they say, oh, Lesnar can't be a baby face. Well, he was a baby face oh, for his championship run in 2003. Exactly. So, I mean, right. people forget that. You know, people just remember right. him throwing Zach Gowan down the steps <laughs> and, 
and being this vicious heel. But that before that, if you remember, and what led him to being uh, turning heel again is his loss to Big Show. Uh, when remember Paul Heyman, you can't beat the Big Show. Right, uh, yeah. But 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 Lesnar doesn't make a good baby face, but he'll make a good baby face this time around because I'm sure Paul Heyman's management services will be in the mix. Um, and I think that's really going to be – I mean, look at the people like, oh, I don't want to see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. Right. You didn't want to see it when it was Reigns as a babyface and Lesnar's team. Now switch that around. Well, now hey, you probably want to see that. Now you, right. Well, you know what? Switching it around, everyone's going to have a – it's almost like a fresh match now. For sure. It's almost like you never saw it before. It's Absolutely. a different ball game. It's, it's a weird dichotomy. Les, <laughs> Lesnar's the baby face. And it's like, right. yeah, yeah, he is. And this one, and, and uh, they can probably make some magic together. So I'd definitely rather see that. I do believe Goldberg is next, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and they're going to milk that to WrestleMania. Um, but uh, I don't think it's a good idea because, as you know, everyone's probably thinking uh, th- if there is fans there, they're going to cheer for Ro- Reigns. I don't know how they're going to edit that out, but – uh, unless something happens, unless we're completely wrong, and maybe Goldberg is, is Reigns' opponent for Royal Rumble and Lesnar comes back from Mania, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out. But look at that roster. Who else on that SmackDown roster? Big E is not ready yet. By the way, no what was, way. What, 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 what was, now, what was, man. What was that tonight? Him laughing like Dude. Dude Herman, and what was that? <laughs> Dude, is it just me? I don't know about you guys. I used to think Big E could have a, a major run, right? But yeah. I feel like he's being exposed now, man. Like, I feel like his weaknesses are really showing without the new day around, around him. A- am I tripping? Or No, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I, he's not that – and he's not that big. He's a big, uh, oh, he's bulky short, guy. Yeah, but he's, he's wide, he's, yeah. He's, yeah, he's – um, I don't think he's, he's it unless I'm missing – again, maybe he's being – but I, you can't say he's booked wrong because he's been successful in the new right. day. Right. And there's nothing wrong with being a career tag team guy. I mean, look, no. my God, you know, Ricky Morton, Rock and yeah. Roll Express. Right. I mean, they're still wrestling today. They, and they're still decent for, for their age. Yeah, you know still de- again, so right. there's not wrong. There's a stigma of there has to be a breakout star in a tag team. Eventually, one guy's got to be the Shawn Michaels. Oh, there's no. only now that how many tag teams, by the way, can you name a, like outside of Jeff Hardy, Shawn Michaels, Scott Steiner to a degree? But look at the yes, two road warriors. Were Road Warrior Animal or Hawk ever, ever successful singles? No, no, but no. as the team, they were a main event, fucking tag team, man. Exactly, powers of pain. The barbarian ever gone to win a title? <laughs> so it's oh, like Jesus. you know, so everyone always thinks that there's a between the two, there's the you know, there is the star and there's the other guy. But that's not necessarily the case. I think that there's not an emphasis, an emphasis put on great tag teams today in the WWE. And no. the, there's the street profits that you could count on one hand how many tag teams there are. I think Vince doesn't like tag teams as the scuttlebutt that he just doesn't think there's any money in it. Nobody cares about tag teams anymore. So, uh, you know, not to get too far away from the point, which was Big E. Uh, yeah. I think – He's been in this company for 10 years, so when is he going to be ready? You know what I mean? So I, I feel like saying, give him a few more years. I'm like, well, wait a minute. He's here. He's in his 11th year on the contract. Right. I mean, it's true. Uh, but, but the, well, well, he's not a, but he started out as singles before he's a new he day. Did. Remember, he was here for three years. Yeah, remember that? He, was, he used to do these fucking. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. Again, um, I guess he could just be fed to Roman Reigns, but he's not the guy who's going to topple Roman Reigns. No. So maybe he's just – no you know what he's going to be? He's going to be just another victim for Roman Reigns. And you know what? Maybe right. Reigns will hold the belt. Maybe Reigns will be champion throughout 2021. <laughs> 
Oh, who's why not? Seriously, you know why not? Why not? Right? What? What? You know what? That, that's even better heat for him. Don't take the fucking belt off him. Oh, uh, CM Punk didn't CM Punk hold the belt for three hundred and time? I mean, over a year, uh, three hundred something days. Yeah, but you know, Bailey was champion for three hundred and eighty days. I mean, why can't right. the world? Why can't he be champion for three hundred and eighty days? I mean, why not? He why just not? let him be, beat everybody and see. And who knows, maybe Cross I, – I, one day I would like to see, not right now, but within a year I'd like to see Cross versus Reigns. Who would be the baby face in that? I have no idea. I have a feeling they'll make Carrion. Cross probably. Yeah, they'll be probably cross make baby. Cross the baby face. Yeah, right, probably. it has to be. But uh, Yeah, sorry, Kev, continue. That I, hope, that I hope to see. Um, other than that, they already just did Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns. It was a good match. Like, I, I thought it was a good match. And obviously, you know, Reigns had help to win they'll probably revisit those two going after each other. Eventually. I just, I, two people I don't want to see as champion. I'll say closing out uh, is the fiend and Randy Orton. Just keep them oh, away I from forgot the all about, I forgot all about, keep the them fiend, away yeah. from the, keep them away from the belt. And by the way, they have a, an inferno match this, su- this Sunday, they're going to light everything on fire. So I want to <laughs> oh. see, uh, I haven't seen inferno match since taker and Kane. So I'm going to be right. I'm, I'm interested to see, how they're going to do a Firefly Funhouse Inferno. I don't know what they're going to light on fire and how <laughs> dangerous they're going to let this thing be. I'm very curious. Well, there's no crowd, so I don't know how far they're going to go with this. You know, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. curious of how they're going to run that match. Well, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I, I think it would be something pathetic. I think there was one more, actually. There was one more after the Kane... Uh, the Kane Undertaker. No, there was. I just, I'm, I'm not remembering who Armageddon, it was. Armageddon, 06, I think it was. Armageddon, oh, 06. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I it, was, it was Undertaker, I think, and someone. I, I can't remember. Or Kane and someone. I don't remember, but I know it was like Armageddon, 06, something along was those it, lines. Was it, was it Kane versus Cena? I don't remember. I don't, I don't think th- it was I, Cena. I think it might have been MVP even, dude. I could be wrong, but for some reason, MVP comes up in my head, man. But it probably wasn't, though. But I know it was like sometime, you know, I'm pretty sure it was Armageddon 06. I'll get back to you on that one. There was that, and then there's been no more. And, I, and if, if memory serves me right, it was pretty crap even back then. But um, I just hope they do something. Look, do we really need this gimmick type of match? If they're not, not going to go all in and no pun intended. Uh, it was Kane versus MVP, by the way. Uh, oh, it was. Bullshit. Yeah, right. No shit. I had, to look, I, I, I had to look it up. I don't no know if Chris, Chris was doing the same thing, I think. Wow. Uh, it was here. But uh, 2006, yeah, Armageddon, you're correct. Kane versus MVP. Wow. I, and, no I don't re- and I don't really remember that match, to be honest with you. <laughs> Neither do I, but I didn't expect to be right. I kid you not. You got it right. Thinking, no. Wow, that, that shocked me. Thanks, Kev. <laughs> I knew, but it was Armageddon 06. I remember that much. But, yeah, let's just see. Look, hopefully it's something, but I already want this feud to end already, dude. So <laughs> I'm yeah. done with this shit. Well, you no guys, what, you, will both you guys be watching uh, Sunday's pay-per-view? <laughs> yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I mean, every time we want, we want to watch WWE, then we do, and we're like, fuck this shit, right? <laughs> But you know what? Well, that, well you guys try. got a po- you guys got a podcast now, so now you got to watch all the shit right. too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard, man. It's well, hard. Well, well, welcome to the welcome to this world of podcasting. Oh, you got to watch man. everything because you don't well, want to. The worst thing of being a podcaster is talking about something you didn't watch. Oh right? man, we've done that once before. Actually, that, 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 that's when the that's that's when the fans will write in and say, "Uh, yeah, you said <laughs> you didn't you said you didn't even watch it." So it's like, that's when you get all the sarcastic comments. Yeah. Right, right. 
Well, Kev, man, get your stuff in, man. Uh, yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Kev Z, as in Zorro Castle. Just put a Z there because there's 50 million Kevin Castles throughout Ireland, <laughs> it seems. It's a real Call name. Him. So, you know, wow. yeah, there's it's like 100 Kevin Castles. It's probably their, <laughs> their real birth name, but my mind's obviously <laughs> yeah. a gimmick name. But Kev Z Castle on, on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under my real last name, Scandato, Kevin Scandato. Just punch in Kev Castle on Facebook and it'll lead you to my name anyway. Um, I have an Instagram, but I don't really use it. I'm going to be more involved in Instagram in the new year. I'll be doing a new uh, pop culture podcast with a, really? a Twitter personality, a girl named Baseball Chicky, who's pretty known. Oh, I've seen her. I've seen her. Yeah, she's wow, on. Uh, she's she's kind of a, a Twitter star, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, I have. I've seen her. I've seen her actually. Yeah, yeah she, she's. Uh, we're doing a, a pop culture podcast to be called uh, Castle and Chicky's uh, Pop <sighs> Culture awesome. Adventure. Uh, right. Take take off of Bill and Ted and stuff like that. And we're going to do cool. pop culture. We're gonna, there's going to be years that are picked every week. And we're going to talk about that year in review from movies to styles of clothes and music that was in fashion. And uh, we're going to talk about our favorite stuff, stuff we like, stuff we didn't like. Uh, she's about, again, 15 years my junior. So she's more of a child of the 90s where I'm a child of the 80s. So it's yeah. going to be an interesting thing. And I, and I know her for a long time in real life. I used to book her brother's band back in the day. So wow. we, know each, we know each other. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And she's got a huge presence on Twitter. She's got like about 90,000 followers. So she's uh, been looking to get into the game. And I talked about it. And we decided we're going to go into business together. And that, look for that in mid to late February or the beginning of March. That's going to launch. And it's not wrestling. Just to be clear, um, we will talk about notable wrestling events that go on. Like in 1985, the first WrestleMania, we'll mention stuff like that. But it's mostly movies and uh, shows and music and, and every TV shows and sitcoms, classic stuff. Uh, you know, one year we'll be talking about 1982, the next one week, 82, the next week, 1995. So um, just something, it's a new concept because there's so many, Chris pointed out before, so many wrestling podcasts uh, that I wanted to kind of venture and, and foray into something else. But I will be doing also some new wrestling stuff with some new uh, tag team partners, so to speak. I can't announce that yet, but those will be announced after the new year. Uh, and right now I'm just doing the, I'm, and I'll still be doing the Patreon, even doing that. I'm still on the DT Casey wrestling suit, Patreon. Uh, I got castle Chronicles every week on Thursday. We rotate it with KNT with my partner, Trez, who's also on Twitter. Um, and I'm having fun doing that. I mean, cause we just have a loose show. We had a fun show last night. Me and Mitch from wrestling soup did the show. Right, that's right. It's $2. Anybody wants to do it. I mean, it's, I'm only doing shows right now on a paywall, uh, that's temporary. I'll be back in the mainstream in February on free shows for everybody. That'll be on Stitcher and Spreaker and probably iHeartRadio. Uh, I'm going to be all, you're going to see me all over the place come February and March. I'm going to be really out there. I was taking a little bit of a break with the break from me and DT in September. I laid low for a little while, but I never planned on going anywhere. I was just kind of cultivating, you know, that Jim, I was right, cu right. cultivating a comeback. If anybody's <laughs> wondering why I didn't go more high profile, because uh, of COVID and not knowing where my regular career was going, I didn't want to make any moves or commit to something in podcasting that I would have to divert my attention to if the clubs came back. Because that's my real, that's my moneymaker. That's my job. Right. And I plan on doing that again. But uh, the pop culture podcast is a, like a big time thing that we're going to do. I'm going to see what kind of levels we could take it to. I mean, uh, it's a new thing for me. Hopefully it'll be a hit and people will tune in. And as soon as I get the information, I'll give you guys the uh, info and uh, you can check Thank it you. out. And again, we'll be uh, looking to uh, plug it each and every place that we can. But thanks for having me on tonight, guys. I really appreciate well, it. A lot of fun, man. 
Kev. It's been our pleasure. And funny enough, man, you were the f- you were on my very first show. And it's a pleasure to have you right now, man, because people were actually asking for you to bring you back, believe it or not. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Not, like to, people, not, not, to, not, not to have me killed, but to bring me back. No, oh, no, 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 no. I'm dead too serious. Out of all the other guests we've had, man, you're the one that people have asked for to come oh, back. Oh, cool. I, I appreciate I that. I kid you not, man. That's a dead sweet truth. And, man, you, you literally launched my show, like, for us. You know what I mean? And now, man, you just made it even better because really you're one of the best in the game. I've always said that. Oh, I've always been a fan that. of yours. Thank you. And that's the truth. And man, it was a pleasure having you on, man. And hopefully, we, you know, I'm sure you'll be on in the future again. No doubt about it. Oh, I'd love to come back and good luck to you guys. Anything I can do, I, I like helping, uh, you know, like almost like the way I said it. And I'm going to be like stick to a man of my word as an older guy who's kind of a vet in certain things that I do, just like I do in the club business when uh, new people are starting up or starting up a new club or whatever, if I can help with advice or guidance or anything with my experience and the same thing for podcasting. Uh, It's nothing but a phone call or just hit me up with a message and I'll gladly come back and come on. I'll find the time and uh, we'll we'll plan a thing and and I'll come back and no problem. I'm always open to, uh, to coming on to new podcasts and helping grow a brand, especially with guys that I think have something to offer like you guys do and are going to tell and actually tell the truth about the business. And not just because you agree with me, but because again, you're not, you're not looking, you you know, you guys are not looking to get in the good graces or anything. You're looking to to tell your perspective as a real fan and, and you're not haters. You love wrestling when it was, you love classic wrestling. So that's why you're passionate about laying down the truth about how you feel about it now and what it, could be again and you know you're you're fans you're not doing a show to be anti-fan but again um i think there's a lack of truth telling in podcasting because people are worried about clicks and likes and you'll you'll get you'll but you'll get the clicks and likes you just have to put in the time and effort and believe me people appreciate passion i mean again for as many people said they hated me and and dt you know 40 50,000 downloads in a week told us that they didn't hate us too much so again um Uh, you'll grow your brand and, and believe me, there's not, there's a, there's a market for everything. If you do something well and you put the time and the effort into it, you'll see the numbers, the numbers will rise. Uh, just going along with the thing and just, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should just, you know, glad, you know, be more pro AEW, we'll get more fans. No. Nah, it's, it, be genuine and you'll, you'll, Never you'll have happens. a good base. You'll grow your base. <laughs> No, no, exactly. And you guys, I think, are older, too, where I think you're you're not looking to do that. So, again, just enjoy the fans that you get now. It'll trickle in. Uh, Don't get discouraged. Like, keep it up. And anything I can do to help, uh, let me know. When I start the new podcast, I'll do some advertising and plugs for uh, podcasting to try and get it out to a bigger audience to help. Like I said, we all kind of help each other in the community because, again, you go up and you go down. And this thing right now, I'm not in the mainstream. I'm behind a fucking paywall right now. So, uh, again, and I have the the opportunity because I have a name that I can go back into the mainstream. And it's not easy uh, to grow a a fan base. But once you you do grow a fan base, they will be loyal with you to the end. Trust me, wrestling fans, we can joke about them and stuff. But the one thing (laughs) I'll say – during COVID, they have been the most concerning, greatest, like even you, Jim, like asking me how I'm doing, knowing that I'm in a business Thank that you, 
really was affected. You know, my clubs got shut down. Two of the clubs I worked at for years are out of business now. And people like really showed genuine concern for me. Uh, they're like, oh, forget wrestling. I just wanted to see how you're doing. And they are, have been, wrestling fans have been better to me than people I work with for 20 years in the club business. And uh, that, that's, that shows me a lot. So when wrestling fans are on your side, man, they're the best people to have uh, in the trenches with you. So I got a lot of love for uh, wrestling fans. Much as I give them a hard time, uh, when it comes to loyalty, they, they're, they're down for you, man. They're ride or die. So uh, you, you'll see that as you grow your family. You'll have some diehard supporters who will take your back. When the haters come, you'll have a nice army of people to, to come to your defense, and it's a good thing. For sure, man. And that, right, meant a lot. that meant a lot, Kev. Really, that, that was... A big endorsement. Thank you so much to us. That no, no, was... no, no problem. Like I said, I'll come back in the new year. You know what? I'll come back. Let me come back at uh, the end of January and I'll, I'll have a, sure. a whole big promo thing for my new show with Chicky. Maybe I can even get her to stop by and say hello. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, we'll uh, plug the show and we'll maybe be talking about, uh, we'll know the WrestleMania card at that point. Come right, the end of January. Sure. All right, guys. Well, we, right, right after like the Royal Rumble, I'll, I'll come on. For sure. Thank you, Kevin. You know, you're always more than welcome to come on whenever you feel like, but definitely January. January, we'll, we'll do something for sure. Yeah, and I'll talk to you guys. Uh, I, I can network with you through social media. Jimmy, I'll talk to you of probably course. this weekend on uh, Facebook. No but worries. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you very much, Chris. You guys were great. And look forward to coming back in the new year, man. And happy holidays coming up, by the way. Oh, no Thanks, doubt. Yeah. You too, man. Thank you. Thank you, Kev. Thanks, guys. Be good. Peace. No worries. Peace. Chris? Well, that's going to about do it for the PWC. Um, you know what? We, uh, we didn't cover SmackDown. Thank God. Uh, instead, we talked about a bunch of really interesting things in professional wrestling. Uh, we covered the we covered the highlights for SmackDown. That's what we did this week. But we, you know, this was we a great did, show. Right. Uh, again, you know, just from us to him. Thank you very much to Kevin Castle for coming on and for, you know, adding his voice to ours for this show. Um, it was great. Um, as far as the social media stuff goes, uh, I'm at ams underscore one underscore ams. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I guess you can follow me. That's all right. Uh, Jimmy. <laughs> Just look in the description. You'll find everything you need. <laughs> all right. All right. Everything's in the description. Oh, well, it, it's been a great show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, please subscribe on uh, the Rational Rage Network on podbean.com. Uh, you know, if you're listening to us, uh, if you're listening to us through other means, thank you so much to anybody else who's covering us or talking about us or uh, giving us a spotlight. Um, that's about it for this week. Um, yeah. Let's hope that Jimmy doesn't get eaten by spiders and that I don't freeze to death before next time. All right. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> See ya. to the Rational Rage Network.
Rational Rage Network.